holy crap, we do not have a guest this weekend, Imran. So instead of having a guest, I think we're bringing in Peter Parker himself. What? Spider-Man. No. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about that guy. Episode 16, then let's go. It's the Jockey Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Hi, friends. Welcome back. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. Uh, he's the jock. And he's the nerd. And uh, we're so glad to have you here. Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, thanks for joining us. And more importantly, thanks for letting us join your life. Right, Anthony? You are absolutely correct. Thank you for uh, tuning in. I guess, I don't know what, if that would be the right term, but you're into uh, episode 16 of the Jock and Nerd podcast. This is episode, and you know what? You may be in your car, yeah. you may be walking your dog, you may be doing the dishes and listening. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, we love it that we're there with you, and you chose to spend your time with us, because they didn't have to. No, they didn't have to do this at all. There's literally a bajillion podcasts out there. Podcasts and just things to do in general? Right. It's other than, you know turning on your phone or computer and uh, throwing on the Jock and Nerd podcast. You'd be doing a million things. We're competing with ocular events. We are. You know, that's hard. And if we can grab you with our voice and a little audio magic. Do you think your voice is grabbing these people? Well, it might be turning some people away. <laughs> but just hang in there, folks. It, 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 uh, you get used to it. It's like a fine wine. Your voice? It's, yeah. It's, it's like aging. A, it's like, you know how you, you smoked a cigar the first time and you cough your ass off? Yeah. But then after a couple of times, like, you don't even notice it. Yeah, you don't even true. notice it. That's almost like it, beer, too. It becomes smooth. Alcohol, the same way. My voice will become smooth. So <laughs> I love doing this show with the jock uh, because... It gives me somebody thing to bounce off of, and we both love the same things. Yeah. But most importantly, because we split expenses, <laughs> and I get to spend money. Now, sometimes I go a little crazy. You do go crazy sometimes. I'm not exactly the best at budgeting. No. Uh, in fact, you know, you, 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 you uh, what's the word? Yep, you got this. We squared up with our last bit of yeah. expenses. We're good now. Which was necessary. Yeah. We're good jo- now, though. The jock sends me a note, though. You know how you can put a memo in the little Chase Quick Pay? Yeah, that little Chase Quick Pay. I did throw a little note in there for you. The note said, stop buying podcast crap. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, I mean, I mean it too, Imran. You got you to stop buying podcast crap. Um, I can't be spending the amount of money I'm spending every month on this stuff. Not that I don't like doing the podcast. God, but... you listen, you sound like my wife. <laughs> Stop spending money. When are you going to work on your portfolio? <laughs> Stop eating dog food. You know, I don't, I'm done with it. I've had it. It's enough. Yeah. You're, you're done with being told what to do? Yeah. If I want to eat dog food, I should be able to eat dog yeah, food. That, you know, that's cool and all. Like you're, you're done being told what to do, but you're also spending my money. Oh, shit, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. We're in this together, 50-50. Yeah, that's right, all the way to the end. Yeah. Until it goes down uh, in flames. Yeah. Uh, or we get bought out. Remember uh, last episode, we uh, we talked about what Marvel or DC property would make a great HBO series? I do remember that. Right? Yes, it yes. wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. I'm the older one here. Yeah, you are. If right. anyone, I should be the one to be like, what? You are super uh, old. But I thought I'd, tr- I'd throw it out there on Twitter because... That's actually a really great uh, question. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a lot of feedback. And our podcast buddies in Northumberland, they sent a suggestion via Twitter. They said, I want to see Punisher done on TV in the vein of Daredevil. I completely agree with right? that. Yeah, and then, awesome. you know what that made me think of? There is a movie, a short film on the interwebs called Dirty Laundry. This is a Punisher short 
uh, I think featuring and produced, and uh, I think he did the whole thing. Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. Who was in the first Punisher, well, not the first, but a Punisher movie with John Travolta 10 years ago, maybe? Right. But that wasn't, he wasn't in the last Punisher movie. He wasn't in, that was Punisher Warzone. Oh, yeah. That other, who was the- uh, Ray Stevenson. That's right, that Ray one. Stevenson. Yeah. I really like Thomas Jane Punisher. Yeah. That movie was wacky, whatever, but the, the comic book storyline it was adapting was also kind of wacky. Yeah. But Thomas Jane's badass. You guys, do yourselves a favor. If you have not seen Dirty Laundry with Thomas Jane as the Punisher, watch it right now. Did that come out a few years ago? uh, I think I I saw it maybe like a year or two ago. It's fairly recent. It was Uh, really good. Yeah, so look, there's a link right now. It's linked in the show notes. If you go to jockandnerd.com slash 16, the video is embedded there. Go watch it. It's 10 minutes. You will not be sorry. And then press Well, if you're squeamish, you'll be sorry. No, no. Okay, yeah. Well... (laughs) Uh, it, we'll get to that. That's yeah. why. Go watch it first. Uh, pause the podcast right here. How fucking cool is that, right? <laughs> oh, my God. That was awesome. That is a dark, violent version of The Punisher. Yeah. That Why can't they be an HBO movie? Yeah, or or series. series. Yeah, I mean, that it was... I, you know, I didn't see it until you turned me on to it. So did you... You just watched it? I just watched it. Yeah, that's good. How and, awesome. Um, you, I can't believe you hadn't seen that. I'd never seen that, but I, I was late to the game because it has like six million views. Oh, yeah. It's a badass. It was really good. I mean, I know the, the Punisher movie that Thomas Jane was in was already kind of brutal, yeah. um, but this was amazingly brutal as well. Did and, you and, think it was more violent than Daredevil? Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, you see... Bones coming out of leg. You saw and, that in Terrible. I mean, they had 10 minutes to really grab your attention, yeah. so they used it well. Yeah. Uh, and Thomas Jane is the best Punisher. It's it's Why can't this be an HBO series? You notice how the bottle he uses? Mm-hmm. It doesn't break right away. The bottle of Jack? Yeah. And at first I was like, hey, wouldn't that bottle break? But you know what? It the, wouldn't. Bo- the bottle wouldn't fucking break. Those, that's some thick-ass glass. You use that as a weapon. It doesn't break. And it, the bottle didn't break that whole time. But no, he, I know it doesn't he break. He used it, it as an awesome weapon and to, you know, give the girls some power over that drug dealer. I was, uh, oh, I was like, so when, good. when the drug dealer's, t- you know, taking advantage of the girl and beating up the kid, I'm like, oh my God, when is he going to do something? Nothing. He's but just it's like a perfect buildup yep. where he's just like, I've had enough. It's so well paced. And yeah. then the reveal of the shirt to the kid. It's almost like he was retired a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. What, like that could be such an, oh, I would watch that on HBO. Like that would be a great scene. The only thing, that, the only bad thing about Thomas Jane as a Punisher is that you can tell he's dying his hair jet black. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. Uh, he well, I know that he's not a black-haired. The Punisher hasn't. He's had a little bit of white on the sides, or am I thinking of Nick Fury in the comic books? You're thinking of like Nick Fury, Doctor Strange, Reed Richards. Yeah, they all have that. Looking at your own beard. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have Reed Richards' beard. I have Reed Richards' hair on my on my on my face. But that's a small nitpick. Though. Thomas <laughs> Jane is a uh, fantastic Punisher. I mean, if they do another movie or anything, like just use him. He's done. He's good. They he's won't. Good. They won't. Blah. They won't. Hey, guess what? I got some other news. Yeah? I'm going on another podcast. Oh, you are? Well, not permanently. Oh, oh! I thought you were leaving me. No, no, no. Is this the, just going to be the jock <laughs> podcast? Do I finally get to talk uh, about sports? Yeah, we'll have to do that one day. <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm pretty sure I can hang. You might be able to. No, you, well, you'll, you'll be able to talk with me about it. You won't know what I'm talking about, really. I can fucking talk about anything. It's That's all true. bullshit. I can yeah. make up whatever. So what, what are you going to talk about on this other podcast? Well, thanks to Parviz from Clamor, of course, who is a, a networking madman. He put, me, he put us in uh, uh, touch with this guy, Peter Kendall, from How Do I Jump podcast. What's that? They talk about video games. Dude, they have like four podcasts. 
They have like a whole network. And then Oh, uh, the four different ones? Yeah. Wow. Uh, you can find them on hd1jump.com. And I think they just redid their website, but they also review games. And uh, it's like a whole thing. It's not just podcasts. You, it's like a whole network. Aren't you a little too old to be playing video games? I've, you know what? I have a history with video games Atari. going uh, even before. Going back to something called Odyssey. I don't know. Nobody's going to know this. My first video game, the well, first two consoles was Odyssey. But I've had Game Boy's. DS lights. I've had, I actually did not have the Atari, but I had like a Commodore 64 and I had the, uh, the first Sega and uh, I had a bunch of things. Oh, so then you'll be able to hang a little I bit. think I will. Well, uh, it might not be a train wreck on your end. It's going to be interesting to be on the other side of this and not be like, just go in there and hang. Yeah. Because I listen to their show. They're fun, dude. They are. Uh, yeah, very casual. It's very casual. Well, it is your turn, too, since I was on another yeah. podcast. So well, and they want us both on one day, so. Yeah, one day I'll, I'll jump on as well. If, if if they like you enough to have me and you on, you got you to gotta represent, man. Oh, no it'll, pressure be, it'll be fine. You only have a whole new video game audience to impress. It'll be all this stupidity just with the uh, Mario theme running in the background. <laughs> um, but they're also on Clamor, so you could find them there, just like us. And they've also interviewed Parvez. It's like all these, oh, really? uh, yeah, holy crap, all these parallel mirror things going on. There's a lot of parallel like universe. I stuff think we going split on. the time stream somewhere a couple weeks ago, maybe when we started the show, maybe, or maybe when Rugboy got on the show. Oh, that is that would definitely it shoot off into up something. That's a sh- uh, there's multiple timelines going right now. Yeah, the minute he came up, <laughs> that's the power of Rugboy. Yeah. Uh, so should we do a little shout out segment? Yeah, go ahead. Because we have a lot of shout outs to issue. Yeah. This one I'm very excited. Uh, the Feed, which is a podcast, the official Lipson blog podcast hosted by Elsie Escobar and Rob Walsh, who are awesome. They played our promo on episode 47. Explain real quick, though, what, what Lipson is for anyone that doesn't oh, know Oh, right. For, sorry, I just assume everyone's a podcasting right. Right? Lipson is the company where we host this file that you are listening to there right now. Uh, it is well, mostly it could be on SoundCloud, but mostly Lipson. Yeah. Uh, 90% of the time you're listening to this, it's coming from Lipson servers. It's basically just where podcasts live. Yep. And they're great, a great company. Um, they were just in Chicago. Lipson? Yeah. Nice. Because they had that, that, remember that Midwest podcast, Midwest conference that we were too fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too fucking cheap too to cheap shell to out. go to. That was them? It. Yeah. They well, they're a lot, they were there. They didn't uh, host it. There was cool. a lot of people there. Maybe next year. We could have got a deal, like $20 off somewhere. Whatever. We just started. What are we going to do there? You're right. No, but Lipson, I like Lipson just because I can go on there and look at the stats and see what oh. countries and people are listening to it. Hey, Elsie and Rob, the jock loves your stat page. Yeah. It's the most fascinating thing for him. Dude, last podcast, we had like, I'm not going to name a number. We had a significant number of people from like Oakland, San Jose, San Francisco, like Bay Area. Wow. We've had like a consistent Bay Area following, but this number spiked up a little bit. Hey, wait. Hey, Bay Area. Hope you're listening right yeah. now and uh, you're spreading this around. I think it's Rugboy that's getting everyone in. They're probably really happy because of the, the, so the Golden State Warriors are in Oakland. Oh. The basketball team. Yeah. You know what that is, right? I, well, I know what basketball <laughs> is. And, they, I, and I do understand they play in a team format. They're in the finals right now and they're, they're probably going to win a championship. I hope oh. I didn't jinx that, but. Oh, you fucker. They're gonna they're probably gonna win the championship. Uh send your sports Cleveland. hate mail to show at jock and nerd. <laughs> put subject the jock is a dick in the line and yeah. we'll read it on the show. Perfect. Show at jockandnerd.com, people. Great. Uh, 
Uh, so uh, I just want to quickly want to give a shout out to Rob Walsh of Lipson. He is awesome. He he has a uh, he hosts podcast four one one and today in iOS he's a VP of podcast relations at Lipson and the guy is so accessible, super accessible. He's on every podcast. First of all, you could get him on Facebook, Google, Twitter. Send him an email. He writes back right away. He's been helping us with something really cool, which our listeners may not know about. No, because this has been big news in the podcast world for a bit. And it is that Spotify is going to carry podcasts. That's crazy. Dude, that's a huge audience that's there. That's going to be awesome. What is that, like 7 million people I think right like away? 6 or 7 million people are on Spotify. Oh, my God. Yeah, and Spotify, I mean, everyone everyone knows about Spotify. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people know about Spotify. That's where a lot of people get their audio content. So, do you? Uh, are you a Spotify user? Uh, I dabble in I don't pay for it. That's the thing. I'm not a paid Spotify member, so I can't choose my music. Okay. I can put like a, a theme of music and they'll they'll play it. It's sort of like a Pandora for me. Well, I would think that podcasts would be free content. I don't know. On Maybe. Spotify. Would you listen if you had to pay to podcast on Spotify? Oh, uh, man. But I can get podcasts for free on some other dips. Well, see, that's the thing. But if you're already... Should I be plugging Spotify? This is a problem. (laughs) Well, you know what? This is new, but this is a great move. Yeah. Uh, And uh, Rob's been helping us out. Yeah, Syncing our feed and shit with Lipson because, you know, we were given some... I read a lot of tutorials. Maybe I didn't follow one proper procedure, whatever. The way to get into Spotify is through Lipson. And Rob's uh, been kind enough to sort all our feed out. And I couldn't thank you enough, Rob Walsh. And hopefully we can announce in a little while... That will you be know, on Spotify. Jock and Nerd Podcast on Spotify. Which will be another avenue that to listen to us. is on. crazy. Moving on, you get the next shout out, my friend. I mean, um, you don't get it, but you should. Like, I should definitely you do need it. need to deliver it. Because I am of this You don't ethnicity. get any fucking shout outs. No. You just give them. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to, uh, again, Podcast PH or Podcast.ph um, in the Philippines for carrying our show. Um, we appreciate it. We appreciate all the Filipino listeners around the world that are listening to this podcast. Uh, purely because I'm a half Filipino. Um, nothing that you've done, Imran, has contributed to that. No, no, it hasn't. <laughs> Although I think I impressed Martin uh, that few minutes I talked to him because I knew what I was talking about. You didn't know what you were talking about, and I did not. And he was complimenting all of my work unwittingly. He was complimenting me, which in turn was complimenting you. Even though, even though I didn't do a thing. <laughs> I, I just provided all the money. That was Half great. Money, uh, we will. Uh, I'll put a link to that interview <laughs> if you haven't heard it yet. It's on our Twitter, or whatever. I'll put a link to that interview. It's a good one. It's a good interview. Yeah. It sounds like you're in a, a, a robot uh, rave party. It does sound. Uh, the The background music is a little weird. Yeah. Um. I didn't hear the background music until no, after it was, it was definitely played. edited in post. Yeah. So. And uh, it was definitely uh, like a psychedelic <laughs> experience listening to that. It's. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to listen. <laughs> you just have to listen. Yes. All right, moving on. Last but not least, yes. Shout outs to our bros, our podcast buddies, Kevin and Chris from Three Six Five Flicks Podcast in Northumberland. We've kind of created a little bit of a podcast bromance. We do have a podcast bromance, so you should definitely listen to these guys because they are our weird English doppelgangers. They're not weird; it's just weird that we're so similar. You know, we're them with American accents, and they're us with awesome English accents. One guy's Scottish, right? Yeah, you know, and that just makes you sound smarter, like uh, right away. It sounds you make you sound medieval and and wise. Yeah, right. Oh, like, yeah. oh fuck, shut, I'm gonna shut up. This guy knows what he's talking about. Listen to his He's accent. a very distinguished voice. <laughs> the guys are great. Uh, it's like two Alfreds talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, are we, are we, is that bashing them? Again? I don't. No, no. Okay. This is because uh... <laughs> we, we have this habit of bashing the people we plug. Just subtly on the side. <laughs> That's our charm. That's uh, 
Uh, that's our that's our chart. I am not the jock head though for whoever. Well, they love rug boy. I'm just and, a jock. Uh, <laughs> I was crashing. I was <laughs> jock head. Oh no, rug boy. No, he's rug like, boy. We're two different people. Because where the fuck did I get jock head from? Yeah. And I was like, we've never said jock head, but no. that was great, dude. Uh, check out their show. They love rug boy. Uh, follow rug boy. Incidentally, at really rug boy. You got that right now. At really rug boy. At really rug boy. And if you want to hear his first appearance, go to jockandair.com slash first rug boy. Now. Before we close this out, uh, if you go listen to their episodes 11 and 12. They 365? Have 365 Flicks yep. podcast, 11 and 12. They've had this great, like, they had a really cool debate. It was Iron Man 3 versus Dark Knight Returns. And they asked for feedback. And the only way the nerd can get on another show is to force audio uh, content on other people. So I recorded a thing and I sent it. And they played it. And, dude, I, in episode 12, they talk about us like a bunch. It's they really do. nice. It's, it's really, really nice. It made me smile. It's nice to know you have fans, or not fans, but people that listen to you guys, yeah, le- listen to us yeah. all the way across the pond. Legit. Say, so, yeah. Kevin, finish Daredevil, yeah. and then listen to our review at jockandnerd.com slash daredevil. All your concerns will be addressed. Mm-hmm. Also, they say series instead of season, which is awesome. Oh, really? I think it's just, it just makes me It's just giggle. an English thing? Yeah. I guess. It's like Cheerio and Hey Baby. I don't think they say that They stuff. don't. No, well, they kind of <laughs> were. You guys have to go listen. Uh, and I'll put all, a link to those shows in the show notes, and I don't know if you know this, they clamored us today. Oh, yeah. I saw the remix. Did you see that? Yeah. This is, and I like this because this is exactly what we want people to do. Right. So I'm going to play this. It's 18 seconds, but you guys, we've talked about clamor. The beauty of this thing is you can download our voices and our show and fuck with it and put it back out. Uh, and they did a great job. Here's an example of it. Oh my god, I would love it if she would stick my her sword in me like it was great. <laughs> like she's badass. Nerd. But when you're doing it with people you love, you just can't help smiling. I have the cleanest butthole in the world. Oh shit. You talking nerd? How awesome is that, dude? Wow, that was really cool. Actually. That they cut different things and put it together. Like that took a bit of work. I'm wondering almost if they listened to the clamor interview, because we talked about Homer too. And they threw a home. Yeah. And did you notice the Mario in the background? And I have a couple of like the Gypsy Jazz Mario. Yeah. Like they brought it all together. That was very creative. Talk about continuity. Yeah. They should be working for Marvel. Yeah. Sort their shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, no, maybe work for Warner Brothers DC. Oh, yeah. Sort their shit out. Yeah. They need more help, definitely. Uh, Thanks, you guys. That was awesome. That was fun. Good work. I I am very appreciative of that. All these links to these things will be at uh, at the show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 16, or you scroll down your little thing there, and, it, and it's yeah, all and your, there. your little app, appity app. All right, let's keep it moving, because the the nerd is so excited for the main part of the show. But we got to get to the news first. We got to get to the news! The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and I'm Nerd! A, I'm all discombobulated. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on. We would have left that in before. These Left what in exactly that these will be erased. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you want to, let's start Talking with the news, Imran. What's, right. what's going on? Listen, they you know we've talked about this for on a bunch of episodes, and more and more people have been talking about the relationship between Marvel TV and Marvel Studios. I still don't buy it. I'm seeing new articles every day. Yeah. For example, comic book movie just uh, came out with a new article. Which there's a lot of exciting stuff about the future mm-hmm. of Marvel TV, but um, uh, they are the headline is updates on Marvel TV slate. Are we going to see Blade, Ghost Rider, and Punisher? Yes. But it starts out talking about how uh, the studio execs and writers 
view the small screen portion of Marvel Cinematic Universe as something of a burden, with Kevin Feige looking down on that side of things, but accepting it as a necessary evil because it's what Disney demands. I saw that quote in a bunch of places. I, I You know, I kind of can see that just because I'm sure if I, he just was like, I'm just doing movies, that's it. I've got a plan for the movies, and then these the TV stuff... I just been like, oh crap! Now I gotta accommodate for this stuff. And he's like, not really. He's like, I'm not gonna accommodate. I mean, for it this. is kind of a tight spot. It's a lot of continuity yeah. to yeah. tie and weave and manage yeah. with uh, actors who make fifty million dollars and actors who make not quite as much and, million dollars. And it's much easier on the page when you're not dealing with actors and actresses that you have to lock up in contracts, right, for multiple years. So. You know, I don't know. Who and knows? Even, even in the comics, though, if you look at like continuity, they fuck up continuity all oh, the yeah. time. So yeah, yeah. And you got to imagine this has got to be a headache. It's, but it's part of the genre too. It's how things get right. evolved and developed. Um, so the article goes on to say that they are looking at the likes of Cloak and Dagger, Miss Marvel, and a Hulk prequel in development at ABC. Yeah, Miss um, Marvel. Yay, Miss Marvel. You, you're, they're, yeah. Oh, they're probably doing I the. Uh, they're probably doing your version. Kamala of Khan. That's the only Miss Marvel, not Captain Marvel. No, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, Pakistani uh, Muslim teenager from New Jersey who is inhuman. Mm. A Hulk prequel, though. That's I don't know about that. Mm. These prequels might get a little silly with the Gotham and the Krypton. Like enough, we but, get it. Because I don't see them having the budget to pull off a Hulk on screen. Well, that's why it's a prequel. There's no. Yeah, Hulk. but then what's the appeal? <laughs> I don't know. Right? You're just you're just seeing Bruce Banner do research and be nerdy. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe and Tony Stark is there. Maybe Howard Stark is there. I don't know. I, I don't hate know. to be a hater, too, but like Cloak and Dagger doesn't excite me either. Well, all right. That's that. That's very deep into their catalog. Yeah. They are cool characters once you get to know them. It's like light and darkness, right? Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. One, uh, one guy has this uh, cloak. Shadowing ability. That, yeah. he can. Uh, people can uh, disappear inside the blackness, and they kind of transport. And then yeah. Dagger is just throwing light daggers. Yeah. You know? It's weird. Uh, they also confirm Elektra is indeed coming to Daredevil next year. Sweet. There's also talk of adding Blade, Ghost Rider, and Punisher to the next Netflix lineup. Dope. Again, Punisher, Netflix, HBO, whatever the fuck, it's going to be good. I'm all on board on Just Netflix. Just start with Dirty Laundry and use that tone. Take my 8 $9 a month, Netflix. <laughs> you got oh, you it. Didn't, oh, you didn't uh, cancel I, after oh, no. the trial? I'm keeping it. Ooh, Netflix, you hear that? You got them. You got me. You got them. Oh, shit. So nice. keep producing these shows and you'll keep getting dudes like me. You hear that, Ned? You'll get mo- you'll get money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that's a no brainer right there. <laughs> the fuck are you waiting for? Uh, also, there's rumors about Marvel wanting Doctor Strange to appear in the Defenders, and the rumors appear to be true. So that would be I don't know if it would be before or after his movie. I think the Defenders is scheduled for 2016, and Doctor Strange is. Might be 2016 or 2017. I'm not. I think it's 2016. A fall of 2016 is Doctor Strange. So could be right in line, around, right around the same time. I just read that there are 40 superhero movies scheduled to be released in the next six years. That's a lot of fucking movies. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, potential podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to this. Uh, Netflix is also keen on a mini series, maybe with Black Widow and Hawkeye. That'd be cool too. That would be awesome. That'd be cool. You could too. do like them together would be a great. That would be a great ride. Yeah, well, that'd be fun seeing them both, both together. So I don't know. They're they're moving on things. This news has been everywhere. Another awesome rumor regarding uh, said Daredevil. We were talking about this is rumor. It's from Latino Review. So usually it's true. Jason Statham to play Bullseye Daredevil season two. I saw on Screen Rant though just today 
that there was an update on that and that Marvel's completely denying this. But that could be a... That could be a, a plot. I mean, yeah. he also said he was like, anybody can do it. Right. The thing is, he has the perfectly shaped head for the role. <laughs> I don't care about the rest of it. If you look at his head and you look at Bullseye, yeah. like that's Bullseye. You know, he was interviewed a few years ago too, saying, like they were asking him what he want, what superhero he would want to be. And ironically, he said he would want to be Daredevil. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. This was what, a little few years ago. You know, did but, we, I just, uh, do we even tell them what, what what we're doing in the main part of the show? I just, uh, that just, it was just me. my intro where oh, I said, okay. I we'll mentioned a little, it. I mentioned a little Peter Parker action. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, we're going to tease it. You guys get through this and you will be rewarded. Keep your pants on, Imran, please. I'm sorry. I get, I'm so excited. I just, I got, <laughs> can you see it from there? <laughs> uh, so, you know what? It's a rumor. And, uh, what would you, I mean, have you seen Jason Statham movies? And here's stuff? the thing. I don't think, I don't know if his acting chops, uh, are quite on par with the rest of he the He can cast, be intimidating, though. But with the right director, yeah. used the right way, exactly. You know, maybe he doesn't have a lot of lines, but it's all just presence because his presence is fucking intimidating. Have you seen the spy trailer with Melissa mm-hmm. McCarthy? Yeah. Where she's like the lead and he's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it looks kind of funny. It made me laugh. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely intimidating. He's got a very intimidating presence. He has a presence on screen. Um, Bullseye is basically just an assassin, but he's also one of the – him and Kingpin are like arch nemesis yeah. of, so, of Daredevil, so, so good point. Now, you got a D'Onofrio for Kingpin. You got to match somebody at that level for right. your Bullseye. I don't – as, as much as I like the shape of his head <laughs> – I'd prefer somebody else who can... Uh, some crazier acting chops. Maybe he's got some better I don't see chops. it happening just because I feel like they're going to go with someone like like a Charlie Cox or a Vincent D'Onofrio who's like not a... Meg- like Statham's almost like a, an A-list star yeah. at this point. Um, and yeah, I feel like they're going to go... think he's with, almost too big for this. I feel like they're going to go with someone that's like on the, you know, yeah. on the, on the rise yeah. or like someone like Rosario Dawson who's not like A-list... Like in big movies, but like a great actor. You know, but you actors. need, but you need a, a fight guy. You I mean, do. the guy's a martial artist. You need that. But the, the whole basis of Daredevil that made it successful was just the great acting and act, you know, all by the actors and actors. But the character Bullseye, you're this guy is a martial artist. He's an assassin. You expect mm-hmm. him to know. He's a reverse Hawkeye. Yeah, he's so a, he... a Hawkeye, a doppelganger Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, because he actually ends up in uh, in the comics. Um, joining the Dark Avengers as a a Hawkeye, a version of Hawkeye. Oh, really? Yeah. They both throw things. Yeah, they won't. That's Hawkeye's right. uses arrows and he throws. Well, things, projectile, projectile weapons. Very accurate with projectiles. He's a badass. Uh, 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 Bullseye's badass. They dude. should just bring back Colin Farrell and have him do it. Yeah, he was good with his bad him. Irish accent. He well, why did he even? Isn't he Irish? He's he is actually Irish. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what kind of accent he had in there. Or he was trying to do American and didn't work. Maybe that was what just it was. Fucking talk how you talk. It doesn't matter. And he also had like the weird drawn in tattoo on his forehead yeah i'd rather you know what just put the hood on with the thing it looks cool it'll be fine yeah moving on okay where's marvel there's some crazy shit going on at marvel comic books yeah i don't know what's going on this is for all your comic book needs for you for you who have not been indoctrinated to the geek comic there marvel is going through secret wars there's all this shit and it's a big event as they do Seem to do every year. Every summer. And when it's over, obviously, everything's different. In fact, they're promoting is this is going to be all new, all different Marvel. That's, that's a handful of words, to, or a mouthful of words to say well, on a What cover. was it last time? It was Marvel Now, and then it was all new Marvel Now. It was all now new Marvel Now. And then now. it was now all new Marvel Now Now. And all how. new and how. Wow, pow. This is now all new, all different Marvel. Yeah. So uh, IGN has an article, and they chatted with uh, the editor-in-chief, Axel Alonso, about this. And he revealed that Marvel 
will be unveiling a new Wolverine and a new Hulk. And I think they have. And I forgot to fucking look that one up. I know. I, I heard the Wolverine and I heard they, they put out who the Hulk is. Do Maybe, we know who it is? I don't know. Yeah, wait, let's, well, there's a lot more. Before we get to that, there's a lot more. For example, we're just, so they put out these three teaser posters with a bunch of characters on them. Everyone's looking a little different. So who do we have here? Uh, You got Spider-Man, who looks the same. Yes. Iron Man looks. It says Peter Parker. Iron Man looks the same. But we don't know if it's Tony Stark. unconfirmed Tony Stark. Miles Morales, Spider-Man. From the Ultimate Universe. Um, Spider-Woman, who's Gwen Stacy. Who is from an alternate timeline. Right. The Vision's on there. The Vision's on there. Coulson. Fucking Coulson is on there. Uh, Panther, who's T'Challa. Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew. Yep. Then you got Sam Wilson, Captain America, who's the Falcon. And you got old-ass Steve Rogers. With no powers whatsoever. Because his serum does not work anymore. And you got Lady Thor. Who? Jane Foster. Spoiler. Yeah, I got to that issue, and it's a... She's like... The thing's keeping her alive. She's like dying of cancer. She has like breast cancer. Yeah, Yeah. and like she takes the helmet off, and she's completely shriveled. And that that, that was a really great reveal, dude. I didn't see it going that way. That's how it was with Thor. Like, Thor was Donald Blake, and he turned into this doctor, this like Mm -hmm. meek-looking doctor, and then he'd transform back into Thor. He would slam his cane on the ground, and and then he'd turn into Thor. It was awesome. They got your Imran... Uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. I'm sorry, Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan is in there. We got little Ant-Man, Scott Lang Ant-Man. And then I don't know who this guy is. I have no Red idea. Red Wolf. I have no idea who the New, fuck that is. Who the is. fuck is that? He looks like, so he uh, just looks like a Native American uh, looking guy. Yeah, with a bow and arrow. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but then there's another one. Yeah, I saw that one too. With some similar characters. No, only one similar. Iron Man is the same. Right. Iron Man, and I looked up who these characters were. These are even more characters I have no idea. Okay. There's someone called Spectrum, Doctor Spectrum. She is a Green Lantern esque uh, hero. She was remember uh, Hickman's her? run where they were blowing up the worlds, the Earths. Well, that's like the whole run. That was the well. Oh, the, she was one of that. She was she one was of the one worlds. Of, she was one of the alternate Justice League. Yes. Okay. Now I remember. She's a Green Lantern. I think there's a bunch of those in here. There's someone called Citizen V. That I don't know who the fuck that is. The Thing, he's got this new suit. Yeah. He's actually wearing clothes. It's like a tank, black tank top. We'll have this all up in the show. Yeah, this way. photo will be there. Rocket Raccoon. And the, giving the bird. It's awesome, and there's a yeah. big triangle over it. Like, he's flicking this off. Yeah. Karnak is that hooded figure. Karnak is an inhuman. Oh, Karnak's an inhuman. Yeah, okay. Karnak died in the last issue of Inhumans I read. Oh. But now he's There's dead. a lot of inhumans in here. Yeah. Uh, we have Hyperion. Yep. Of course, Hyperion. Superman kind of looking. Super powerful. Uh... Inferno, who is also an Inhuman, right. and I think they revealed that the Human Torch is an Inhuman, which kind of makes what? sense. What I didn't know doing. that. I don't know. Somebody what are they looked doing? that up. They're fucking. They're they're shoving everybody over. Uh, Medusa, who is the queen of the Inhumans, terrible power. Daredevil in this black costume that it's been called the Shadowland costume. That looks actually pretty cool. So that's referring to the storyline where uh, Kingpin was running Hell's Kitchen with. With the ninjas or with the Shadowland army or whatever or something like that, I may have that confused. You might have that wrong. Uh, maybe maybe that's when Matt Murdock Murdock ran Hell's Kitchen. Oh, maybe that was it. He was the new kingpin. It's a cool looking suit, though. That does look legit. Like it's you know what? It reminds me of like the early Charlie Cox costume, but be- like why don't they do that in season two? Right. No, that look that looks legit. Like that does remind me of Charlie Cox's costume. Like the first the, costume, yeah. Black it's mask. like, and you know what? That would make more sense. Why would he go all red? He's already where he's like, add a little couple of red. Give me a nice. We're done. Put no. some. Uh... You would stay black. You'd want to be yes. stealthy. Yes. Yeah. 
wow, that that suit even makes less sense now. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man, we said. Girl Wolverine. Weird. Who's been revealed to be X-23. Oh, that's like his weird daughter. It's just one of the Wolverines. Yeah. There's also Old Man Logan, who is an alternate story Wolverine. Yeah. There's also Star-Lord. Yep. And Doctor Strange with an axe. Like a, it's like an Asgardian axe. It's fucking weird, man. And so the one thing I did not get to look up is they're changing Hulk, meaning Bruce Banner and the Hulk will exist at the same Separately, time. Yeah. Separately, yeah. There's a new Hulk. So they're, and then they, they're they just, uh, they, they, and then the Spider-Man, there's new Spider-Mans. And um, we already mentioned Miles, Spider-Gwen, mm-hmm. and Peter. Mm-hmm. But there's some rumor, Dan Slott has said in an article recently that he's writing Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, which is the post-secret war kind of ongoing title. It's so confusing. But he said he built his book as the last Spider-Man story. And so it's possible that this, and I just read it last night, this version of Spider-Man is married and he has like a six-year-old daughter. And uh, he's married to hot-ass Mary Jane, of course. Nice. And they think this might be the only Peter Parker to survive this event. I hope so. That was a weird, it's a weird book because it starts with the baby really young and uh, there's this big regent creature and the Avengers call him and stuff. But the, 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 uh, there's a prison break at Rikers Island. Mm-hmm. The Venom symbiote escapes, goes to, to get Peter's baby and Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. And instead of helping the Avengers, he's like, screw you guys. I'm taking care of this. He drops a building on Venom and then he decides to quit. He doesn't help them, right? So it cuts to like six or seven years. He's walking down the street with his daughter. There's, he can hear. There's sirens. There's people in trouble. He's ignoring all of it. Wow. And in the background, there's a billboard. It's in the future. There's like space cars. And it says, Regent power is your power. And it has a picture of that guy that they were battling, the Avengers, that he decided not to go help them. Oh, wow. And that's where the first issue ends. That's the, how the issue ends with Spider-Man? Spider-Man, renew your vows. Amazing Spider-Man, renew your, renew oh, your vows. Wow. It's crazy. I was like, cool. what? So, I don't know what they're doing, but it was really good. Speaking of Spider-Man, this is going to start amping up to be really Spidey-centric. Yeah, I could see a full boner coming. Oh, boy. Here we go. Geek boner. <laughs> uh, that's a preemptive geek boner because there's a rumor that Spider-Man will be mentioned... In Ant-Man. In Ant-Man and Oscorp, which kind of makes sense. The rumor is that... Uh, Darren Cross, who's the main villain in Ant-Man, is going to be uh, mentioning Oscorp as maybe uh, selling the tech, the Ant-Man tech over to Oscorp. Um, so we'll have to wait and see on that. And it does kind of tie into the Mark Webb Oscorp and them uh, genetically modifying animals and hybrids and making animal-powered things. Right. It kind of fits that narrative. Well, we don't know what kind of Oscorp, though, yeah. is going to be in this narrative. But I don't think they're going to have Spidey in it, but they're going to th- maybe throw these references in just as like a little tease, just like how in Captain America Civil War, they were like Dr. Strange, Stephen Strange. Like they just mention it yeah. casually. Yeah. It's just something that like, that'll be nice enough for me. I, dude, if they even say one word, like the whole audience will start cheering. I think this leaked though, because from what I've read online is that Ant-Man is not tracking as well at the box office as, uh, but it hasn't come previous Spider-Man movies. Well, I don't know. They have these metrics that are able to predict what, what's going to happen. That's bullshit. It's all fake money. <laughs> How do they know? That's like meteorology. Like I will say though that like weather's gonna be tomorrow. Ant Man, even in even compared to Guardians for me, is a it just in my opinion, Ant Man's a bigger risk. Even though Ant Man's been around forever. They'll pull it off. Well, hopefully. But I'm not saying like the movie won't be good. I'm saying it resonating with audience I mean, Ant Man 
if you're if you're a casual fan and you're like Ant Man, like you're like that's a lame ass fucking. All right, but think about character. Iron Man before the first movie. Nobody gave a fuck about Iron Man. I'm, but I'm saying Iron Man is at least a cool name. Ant Man <laughs> is not a cool name. <laughs> Look, it's it's a beat under Spider Man. Really, you think about it, and everybody loves. Yeah, Spider-Man. but everyone knows who Spider Man is. Well, everyone's gonna know who Ant Man is. I mean, well, unless no one sees the movie, and then no one will know who Ant Man. Well, you know, they're slipping it into like the 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 TV show, the cartoons, like. They're trying to slowly. They've rebooted. There's a new Ant Man series with Scott Lang. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Ant Man comes out July 17th, peoples. And we'll probably have a, a, its own show on this podcast. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. I think it's gonna be. Uh, that'd be good. That'd be I'm, fine. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be weird. So take my money now, Marvel. Uh, yeah, they could take all my money. Yeah. That's fine. Ant Man away. All right, then. That, I think that's it for the news. Okay. Before we move on to the main topic. Uh oh. I got a little promo. Here we go. And if you guys like beer and you, or you like craft beer. Imran, do you like craft beer? I love craft beer. <laughs> and I love super niche podcasts like this one. Do you like beer? Do you like business? Do you like businesses that make beer? Then you'll love this new show. It's the Beer Trail Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Price, and we're going to travel through the world of craft beer and talk to the breweries and see how they got started and what inspired them to make their beer. So check it out at thebeertrailpodcast.com and tell your friends and hope to see you on the trail. Doc and Oh yeah, we're going to keep rolling. We're live to hard drive, folks. Uh... So, so what's the main topic of this the show? The jock has been kind enough to let the nerd geek out over Spider-Man for a show. I didn't know that I even wanted to do this until we came up with this idea. In my car on the way to getting comics. And uh, at first, uh, we were going to do Spider-Man's history through small and big screen. Mm-hmm. But when I started researching this, when I started looking this up, I realized that you can't even get to the movies... Until you get through his rich history for like 60 decades, six decades, 60 decades. Well, I mean, probably not 60 decades. Six decades on the small screen. You know, pe- yeah. multiple generations have grown up to love different versions of Spider-Man. Before we get into this, though, I want to just explain to our audience. We've been, you know, talking about Spider-Man here and there in different shows, but... Imran, if you don't already know, is like the biggest Spider-Man dork I've ever met in my <laughs> life. So like he didn't even know that we were going to do a Spider-Man episode until I suggested it to him. And then he like geeked the fuck out. I have to thank you so much because yeah. I was I went through and I listened to the the theme songs of all these shows. You're a nerd. You took, it took me to <laughs> a, a trip through my childhood, my teenage years, and my young adulthood. You sent me on this crazy, nostalgic Spider-Man journey, and dear listener, I'm going to take you and the jock with me on this journey. Yeah, that's uh, perfect because I haven't seen any. Of, I haven't seen most of these shows, so that's great. We're going to do gonna, it. We're, I'm going to learn with you guys about this uh, history of Spider-Man on TV. So join us, listener, as we take a trip through time and learn about the history of Spider-Man on the small screen. I found this awesome YouTube uh, video. Shout out to the Spidey Central YouTube channel for putting this video together. And I will put it in the show notes. It's every Spidey intro all in one video. And like watching this, and I will play, we're going to play little snippets, but I guarantee listener and you, Anthony, that one of these songs is going to hit you right in the feels. Oh no, the feels again. It's going to hit you right there where it takes you back and you're going to be like, 
oh, I remember waking up every Saturday morning to watch this show. Or Maybe. I remember watching this in the summers with a big bowl of cereal in my lap. Like, one of these shows we'll get, because it's been every generation has had their Spider-Man, and it's a lot of fun. So, uh, before we begin, I just mentioned Spider-Man was created by Stan Lee yeah. and Steve Ditko. Give them their credit. His first appearance in Amazing Fantasy 15 in August of 1962. Right? So, yeah, 1962. Right. Okay. Here's where we're going to start. We got to start like this. I mean, who doesn't fucking know that song? If you were in this room watching Imran listen to this song, <laughs> he was bobbing his head and moving his, like, he had his pointer finger up, like, bobbing it up and down like a really bad This is why we dancer. don't live stream people. I don't want anybody to see that. I mean, he was, I was looking at him like, God, he's a fucking nerd. Listen, the one legacy of the first show, the first appearance of Spider-Man is that song. Everybody knows that I, song. I even know that song, yeah. So... 1962 Spider-Man appears on paper. Not five years later, he's on television. Yeah. Which, first of all, that's great. That's amazing. What That's really not happened. Uh, if you think about Superman and Batman. Yeah, that's true. Five years. This And the character is in uh, the uh, pop culture. Uh, he's a pop culture icon. Do you want me to... Can I comment on this picture real quick? Yes. Why does it... Why are... So the lines aren't fully... Like the webbing isn't fully drawn. Exactly. Well, I will explain that. Spider-Man okay. started in 1967, uh, ran for 52 episodes. Okay. Um, at that theme, as I mentioned, is like the, the... It's a pop culture standard. It was composed by Academy Award winner Paul Francis Webster and Robert Bob Harris. We got to give him a shout out because... Goddamn, it's been covered by everyone. Yeah. There's an Aerosmith cover. Didn't know that. There's a Michael Buble cover. What the fuck? There's a, a famous Ramones cover, which is an awesome version. I haven't heard any of those. Oh, my God. The Ramones version is awesome. Uh, if you notice, they've also slipped it in in all the movies. I do I do know that. In different, the, sometimes it's a ringtone. Sometimes it's a girl on the street playing Some, the song. Yeah, yeah. There's, I think that was a dude in the yeah. Raimi films, and it was a uh, ringtone in the Mark Webb films. Yeah, this song's been referenced ever since it came out because... It like I said, the, the it's like the surf guitar like of the sixties, like uh, it's quite sixties, yeah, like Beach Boys, Frankie sort of. Avalon, yeah. and uh, an infinite cello, like oh my god, it's great, I mm -hmm. love it. So it aired from uh, nineteen sixty seven to nineteen seventy. Uh, the first two seasons aired on ABC, okay, and the third ended up in syndication. Does that mean what syndication meaning on cable? Well, yeah, it was kind of just thrown out to uh, networks that would want, you know, oh, show it. they would all buy it. But it, it, here's here's the thing. Steve Ditko, John Romita Sr. also, they consulted on design, so it was fairly faithful to the comic book. Okay. Now, your question about why are there no webs on his body. Oh, I'm seeing this now. Listen, it was 1967, and they had a very tiny budget. Lots of budgetary restraints. One way they cut, save money was by not drawing the webs on his body. It was just on his head, his arms, and his boots. And like, so this is one of the things I remember as a kid. I remember asking the same goddamn question. Yeah, why? Who didn't finish drawing this fucking cell here? But it, it was it, it was a cost-cutting, speed-saving procedure. Also, one thing that I distinctly remember is they reused a lot of stock footage. Really? You, did you notice it as a oh, kid? Oh yeah, they they didn't even bother trying to hide it. You know, you know what that reminds me of? Yeah, I was a huge Godzilla fan. Yeah, and I watched a lot of like those Godzilla movies, and 
looking back, I was like, holy crap, they used a ton of stock footage. Yeah, over, yeah like, you don't notice it at the time. He, like him getting out of the ocean, same shit. It's just the same time. Maybe I didn't notice it at the time, but when I saw it when I was a little bit older, I was like, every time, like, so a lot of him swinging across the city. Oh, it'd just be the same thing. A lot of him, put, when he puts his mask on or pulls his shirt off, or like there was an awesome close-up always of his two hands doing the really intricate Spider-Man pose, mm-hmm. but it was always the same thing. Okay. Uh, so why this happened is after the first season, the production company making the show went bankrupt. Mm. So that's going to make things a little bit harder. That's going to make things a little more difficult. They went to a production company that was led by soon-to-be-legendary animator Ralph Bakshi. Uh, are you familiar with that name? I know Bakshi from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah not the same. <laughs> this is an actual person. Okay. Uh, Ralph Bakshi will be familiar to our viewers if they're into like independent films and lord of the rings why he is most famous for in 1972 he did a movie called fritz the cat based on a robert crumb book now if you know anything about our crumb it's like really deviant sexual adult comic strip humor this movie was about cats like fucking and doing drugs and having sex and well that's fucking sounds like a mad drugs and rock and roll it was the first animated film to receive an x rating from the motion picture association of america sounds like a lot of pussy oh yeah but it is it went on to be like one of the most successful independent animated features of all time so that gets some legendary status Uh, a few years later he does the first version adaptation of lord of the rings on film in a in a cartoon it's an, it's actually a really gorgeous animated movie really and peter jackson did pull a lot of stuff from that lord of the rings and like hardcore fucking jr tolkien fans they live by that movie they collect it is they, it supposed to be pretty good it's very good it's yeah. it's 70s but it, the art is great okay also in the have you seen cool world no 1992 any movie you reference i haven't Dude, seen brad pitt kim basinger it was like a dark who framed Roger Rabbit? What? Brad Pitt went in, he was a cartoonist and like he went into his cartoon world and like the, he was a detective in there or some shit. He wasn't famous then yet? He was slightly it was nineteen ninety two. He was nineteen ninety two Brad Pitt famous. Okay. I think Basinger was slightly more famous at the time. I think Basinger probably was more famous. But that's a great movie, dude. You should it's like a it's like a opposite of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's like a dark Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. Yeah. So when Bakshi took over, they had even less money. So they they were reusing a lot of stock footage. In fact, there was two episodes that reused almost all of the footage from another one of his shows called Rocket Robin Hood. What the? They fuck? literally just replaced Robin Hood with Spider Man. <laughs> uh, so and the, that sounds uh, stupid. The show took uh, did take a weird spin. It like dealt more with Peter's personal life and like him going to college. And they had to get rid of villains because they couldn't afford villains. Oh my gosh! So he they would he would face like green monsters and uh, magical things and just like thugs. Uh, but he can be credited as providing fans the first origin story for Spider-Man ever presented on TV. Oh, so but so his origin in comics hadn't been presented until that time, or. Well, um, not on. He contributed it to no, it. No, no, not on TV. Oh, I see. What this you was said. the first time they did the origin. You so know, how many times have they done the origin? Right. This is the first, first fucking time, time was on, on this Spider-Man 60s. So was the show any good? Yeah, so I it is on DVD. You're extremely biased, by the way. You're going to think everything I know. is good. There's right? a, you can get the whole collection on DVD. I have it. Yeah. Now it is trippy as fuck. <laughs> 
oh my god, dude. <laughs> you watch this shit and you're like, oh, they were doing a lot of drugs when they did this. Like, it's clear. It is psychedelic. So, for that reason alone, it's interesting to watch. Is it just good to, like, watch and be like, well, this is our history. at the, Like, this is American history at the time. Like, this is the way people were thinking. And, a little like, bit. Because Bakshi was, like, he was part of the underground. Like, he was part of the, you know, in the 60s, you were like, you're the counterculture? Fucking Bakshi was part of the, he was the counterculture. And he was putting out this shit in Spider-Man. So what was pop culture would be like the hippies, right? Or no, is that counter? That's the counterculture. That's counterculture. That's what the man at the time wanted to not spread. What, was, is, what the was the man at the time? Like all the people returning or like the war vets and all that stuff? Crew cut, white bread. Uh, yeah. Kind of yeah. the people who came back from the war yeah. um, uh, during Vietnam. Okay, okay. You know, and a lot of it was left over from uh, the 50s, just the morals of the 50s, the white picket fence. 50s was a very wholesome time. Yeah. yeah. So this is like, this is the wholesome tr- kind of. D- Everyone's going against wholesome. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. It, at some point you get, you get tired. Speaking of which, uh, I feel it's important to mention Peter in the series had a close crew cut. This was his look. He also, really? al- he also had always had a jacket and a tie. In a lot of the things. So this is the 60s. He was pre- he was not the counterculture in the show. He I always was... imagine Peter having like longer nappy hair. Well, we'll get to yeah. that. Okay. It, it, Peter's, it's a, this is the, goes to how to say how awesome a character Peter Parker is, is that he has been reinterpreted with the times literally decade after decade and hung in there. And it's, all, and it's, it's, it's evolved and updated. And the character is still true to its essence to this his, day. The principles of his character have always kind of stayed the same. Exactly. Okay. The core essence, despite what he looks like. And that's just like, it's like a James Bond. It's like a, it's like a Batman. Like yeah, it's uh, everlasting yeah. forever. So we go from the sixties and I don't have audio for this, but okay. because this is a really obscure one, the next time we would see Spider-Man would be in 1974 Okay, on public television on Mr. Sh- Rogers? No, not Mr. Rogers. <laughs> on a show called The Electric Company. Oh, so he was on this show? Well, he there was a segment on Electric Company called Spidey Super Stories. Oh, God. It was kind of like skits. It was a live action skit uh, on the show, The Electric Company. I used to watch The Electric Company, and I remember watching this, even though it went off before I was born, but I must have watched it in reruns. But uh, this is technically his first live action appearance on PBS. A wow. guy named, here's a great trivia that's never going to come up on Jeopardy, but if it does, a guy named Danny Segrin is the first actor to play live action Spider-Man. That is like, that's like a good, either Jeopardy or like you're like at a bar. The most useless trivia fucking night. trivia yeah. I know. Uh, so Marvel actually let PBS use Spider-Man for free because it was public television, that, you know, it's for teaching kids, sure. which was nice of them. Uh, but this wasn't every ordinary Spider-Man. This is the weirdest. You thought that last shit was trippy? This is was almost just as trippy. And this is for <laughs> fucking kids. Uh, he fought petty criminals. Of course, none of the characters. There was like characters named like Eyepatch. And there was one called the Tickler. Oh, that sounds yeah, scary. Yeah, don't ask about that one. This was back in was, the 70s. Was that a pedophile? Have, yeah, it might have been. But they don't know. This was the 70s. There's a character called the Wall, the Thumper. Uh... There was like, uh, you know, your burglar, your typical burglar type. So he would fight that. And he didn't speak, which was awesome. Not only did he didn't speak, he never took his costume off. The reason why he didn't speak, how he would communicate is they would hold up word bubbles. Oh, my God. And you had to read out loud what he said. They didn't read it for you. 
So now you're a kid and you're like, fuck, I got to read too, motherfucker? I just want to see some Spider-Man. <laughs> but the whole point was to get, encourage kids to read. Like, they had to read what Spider-Man was saying. He never spoke a fucking word. And he never took his costume off, which meant that he would, like, go, he'd be cooking and yeah. have an apron over the costume. Or be playing baseball with a baseball cap. That sounds weird as fuck. With, yeah, it was so... And he rarely used the web do you, shooters. Do you remember watching this? I, I remember vague bits of watching this in rerun what did you think when you were watching it again i was excited because oh my god the, no because this was the first time you saw spider-man oh, true in person live action you're like what the fuck is this yeah and it was silly but you're like that's uh that's spider-man i remember buying here's what i remember this is my memory uh there was a a book and a comic book called spidey super stories and in the book it had a 45 vinyl record it was a follow along story on the record do you rem do you even know what i'm talking about do you know what a record is i know what a record they is. they go on those things called turntables yeah and it was tiny it wasn't the big one it was the little one i didn't know there were sizes like there that. was 45 it was the speed revolutions so. per minute right yeah. so anyways you had the storybook and these were everywhere at the time like they were so you'd put the story on and then it would go they were like turn the page when you hear the sound and it would just go boom <laughs> Was that, that with this one? I didn't was? do that right. Yeah. It was part of Spidey Super Stories. Oh, uh, okay. So I remember wearing the fuck out of that record uh, I and thought, following along. I can imagine you like wearing like the mask while you're listening to this. Well, I did have a <laughs> ski mask uh, that was a Spider-Man ski mask. And you had your facial hair peeking out of it as a, like a two-year-old. Yeah, I was like four and, <laughs> and prematured. Um, uh, Morgan Freeman was on the show, by the way. A young Was he a kid? No, he was young. Look, look at him. He was still, he was pretty hot. He was still an adult? Holy crap, how old is Morgan Freeman? He looked like he hasn't aged. He looks like, yeah, he looks like an old man there. And I, it just says what, the, the sack. These pictures, too, are funny. Like, you've got, like, like these two African-American people, and then you have, like, a, like a, a, uh, yeah. an Asian lady. Yeah, it was a very diverse show for the time, But, the like, 70s. what's going on in there? Like, they're just eating dinner? It's like yeah. a diverse family? I think that was the Cook with Spidey episode, and they made meatballs, and it might have... I don't even think there was a fight. Also, they... There was these panels, like they would play the video in these weird panels, and sometimes Spidey would talk to the panel of the like the flat drawing. It was very weird. It was very again trippy as fuck, uh, <laughs> but it was great because the first live action appearance of Spider Man. Okay. So unfortunately, the next live action appearance of Spider Man, oh no, was not so good. So we go from the '60s funky surf guitar yeah. to this. How can you not like that? Come on, that's some funky ass shit. You've been dancing every time you play this. Oh my god, song. I love how the music goes by what they think the people in the genre are like into. Like they're like, oh, it's the seventies. Just put some fucking funk horns and bassline in there, and it'll be fine. It reminds me of um, like Shaft. Yes, that kind of thing. Well, that's what they. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. It's idiotic, which is weird. But you know what? That that music takes me back to discovering the show. When I was little, when they aired in reruns, or maybe even real, and I was just like, <gasps> Geek Boner. This is the amazing, the next time we see Spider-Man, 1978 and 79. Actually, they did a pilot movie in 77 okay. called The Amazing Spider-Man. It was kind of like the intro to it. Uh, it ran for only 13 episodes on CBS. So there was a movie, and then that kind of like 
led to this? Yeah, there was okay. like a two-hour made-for-TV movie. Are you going to mention the movie at all in this? Or Well, it, that's kind of like the first episode of it. Oh, okay, I see. It was like a pilot movie. Oh, no, okay. it was a pilot movie, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that's how they, they were kind of testing it out. Okay. And you could clearly tell if you watched the show that like, they were not sure about this show the whole fucking time. Uh, they were cautious about, they didn't want to be labeled a superhero network because at the time, check it out, this is almost like the first renaissance of superhero shows. At the time, CBS had the Incredible Hulk, Wonder Woman, Captain America, and Doctor Strange. And wow. then, like, now uh, you want us to put Spider-Man? We don't want to be the superhero network. But think about that. In 78, like, this is the, maybe the second superhero TV renaissance. Yeah, that's weird. That I didn't know that all those shows were airing at the same time. Uh, so the show didn't, again, did not yet have any real supervillains. So you think it's just money at there. this time that they just don't have the villains? Probably, right? Because his, his villains are pretty fantastic. But I think they did, exactly. I think they didn't want to go, I think they were afraid of going that fantastical. I believe there were plans, yeah. but they were really hesitant to draw viewers away right away and, and that they wouldn't come back. Um, even Stan Lee even went on record to saying he didn't like it, even though he consulted on the fucking show. Oh, this this show, I remember this. This is the first live action appearance of Peter Parker's Spider Tracer. He had this big what the hell? big clunky, like it looked like a fax machine that he like carried with him, but then there was like a little spider bug that he would put on people. Uh-huh. And then yeah. and it was like uh it kind of looked remember the see you don't remember any of this, the old football video game that was just like dots and bleeps and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking it, about. It looked like that. Like that was a spider tracer and he would like find people with that. Well, I didn't even know spider tracing was a thing. Th- yeah, that's one of the things that they have not mentioned in m- the recent incarnations never, of Spider-Man. I've never seen that. He, the, the whole time, a lot in the 70s and the 80s, he has a spider tracer that he doesn't need a device. He hones in using his spider sense. Well, sometimes he needs a device. They've changed is it. This, is this comics or this is movies? This is in the comics. Or not movie, um, TV. This is in the comics. Really? So it was to show his like tech science side. Okay, yeah. You know, that he could build these We don't devices. get enough of that with Spidey. I know. They need more of that. And I kind of miss the whole Spider Tracer. It was huge in the 80s. He would use it all the time. He would launch it off his wrist. Like, if he was getting beat and the guy was getting away, he'd just be like, bing. And it would be attached. And then he'd have a little thingy and he would follow him. It makes a lot of sense. Okay. Uh, so, this show was weird. I actually, I watched, again, it was low budget. And I think I mentioned before how they shot the upside down, right side up wall crawling. Yes. So, I was watching a couple of scenes of the opening intro. And you guys, if you watch... That video that's in the show notes, shockandnerd.com slash 16, you could see the whole video, and it's a lot more fun to see it with the video. Because every time he's on the wall, they're literally, he's just crawling around flat, and they just have the camera tilted back. Yes, I noticed that because I think this was the first TV series of Spider-Man that I, for some reason, went to Blockbuster and rented, not knowing what the hell I was renting. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like... You can t- you can totally tell he's just crawling on the ground. It's so but great. They flipped it over. He had there's like no villains. Like he yes, fought, I noticed that too. He fought like terrorists and like cult leaders and evil scientists and just like diehard kind of big thieves. Can you imagine though, me as a kid though? I'm watching this and I'm expecting like Green Goblin and yeah. Doc Ock and I'm not. Ain't I don't happening. see anything. Nope. No. They even tried to work in like a love interest. They were trying to like make it not scare adults away. Uh, he, so this clip I watched, yeah. I forgot a couple of things. His spider sense, 
his eyes would flash white, like it was really creepy looking, but then he could see where there was trouble. Like he had, like he would see some guy, he saw a guy on fire. Like yeah, there like was a premonitions. Kind of like premonition. It wasn't spider sense. So his eyes would flash white. He saw this and he'd be like, I'll be right back. And then it cuts to him like crawling down the wall, which all he was was crawling up the wall and they turned it up. Was this down. the actor where he had to like hide his afro? Well, he had a big head of hair. Nicholas Hammond played Spider-Man in he's this. A, and he's a white guy? He's a white guy okay. with a big bunch of hair. You can kind of see it in this photo. Oh, is that him right there? Yeah. Okay. So he climbs down the wall. He breaks through the window, and like this room is on fire, and there's a guy there. He goes, Spider-Man, help. Yeah. So Spider-Man, he sticks his hand out. This is how he shot webs. He stuck his hand flat, straight out. And he had these giant clunky bracelets. And very slowly, this white rope kind of shot out, <laughs> and it wrapped around like this shelf, and he pulled it down. And nothing happened. The fire's still there. Then what does he do then? He turns to his right. He grabs the fire extinguisher and puts the fucking fire out. Are you serious? No, this was the clip. <laughs> I laughed so hard. You got to put that clip in the show. I notes. was like, really, dude? Why didn't you just use that first? I have a quick observation, too, about how he looks. Yeah. He kind of looks like Greg Brady. He does. That's, in that picture. That's You know what? Funny you say that. That's going to tie in like five shows from now. All right. Right? Remember Wait, that. Who's this? So who's this cast in this So the, uh, J. Jonah Jameson was in there. Oh, that's J. Jonah. Uh, Glory Grant. Who the hell's that? Was uh, she was a uh, uh, she was a black woman that worked with Peter at the paper in okay. the comic books. So okay. she's uh, and I think this was the love interest with that, that white lady. Yeah. I noticed um, the next note on here you say is, which is making me laugh. Aunt May was played yep. by a different actress every time. Yeah, she... this is how bad. <laughs> this is how bad this show was. What? Like they just didn't give a fuck. But like, because... is this a thing? A product of the seventies? Did they just not give a fuck, or was it this show where they're just like they don't give a fuck about I, continuity? I, I think a lot of it was this show because I think they were really unsure of what's what they were doing. And if you watched the show, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, you probably shouldn't have made this." <laughs> I think you guys are right. Uh, it I does, do see the bracelets now in this picture, too. Yeah, and I put in... See those big, chunky bracelets? Yeah. I put in this, this awesome photo of him with the World Trade Center behind oh, him. Oh, man. Which ties in to... Remember that trailer for the the first trailer oh, yeah. for Spider-Man? They had to eliminate that with trailer. With the World Trade Center? Yeah. I, I have that somewhere. Like, I downloaded it, and I was like, holy shit, this fucking trailer with the thing. And it, here it is again in the 70s. That's weird. This show does not exist on DVD. Otherwise, I would have owned it <laughs> already. And we would have put it in the link to the Amazon. Uh, yes. It, whatever the hell we call it. Yeah. Uh, whatever links I can find, I'll yeah. put in there. But a lot of these things you can stream on uh, I'm sure you could various use, places. Or you could just throw and it up on YouTube. A lot of it is on YouTube. That's funny. So that's that show. Now, moving on to Spidey's next appearance on the small screen. If anybody out there recognizes that music, you are a hardcore Spidey fan. Did you do you recognize that music? No. No? Okay. It's it, funny though that I'm seeing what this is on the screen. Yes. So it's Spider-Man the what do you toy? Toy TV series. In nineteen seventy-eight, Japan made a Spider-Man half hour show. Now that that music though is very reminiscent of the Godzilla films I used to watch. Oh yeah, the whole 70s. show was. I mean, it was. This is all the culture that kind of yeah. uh, you know repeats itself. Yeah. The show had forty-one episodes. I've never seen any of these. Did Here's, you throw them up on YouTube? He, uh, yeah, you can see clips. Probably. Have you, have you done any clips since? No. no, it has nothing to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> the the this show was done in what they called the. 
Takusatsu, Takusatsu style. Okay. Which refers to Japanese live action shows using special effects. Okay. Uh, and it's known in the best known for Power Rangers. Just so from those the, pictures, it looks like Power Rangers. It's the pow- so this is a style of storytelling, you know. Yeah. Uh, there, his character wore the same costume. Marvel gave him the thing. The storyline, the origin had nothing to do with Peter Parker. It was completely different because I think they had some trouble with Saban and the network, and and uh, they just had to let go of the control at some point. So in this show, he's like a motorcycle racer and the <laughs> UFO crashes from the planet Spider, and he gets the this bracelet that gives him his powers, something. Oh, what the fuck? I don't know. It's like a weird uh, Ghost Rider, Green Lantern. Yeah. Amalgation. 41 episodes, though. I mean, it, it, it is in it is so in the canon now because he had a friend. I forgot to put this in there. He had a, a giant robot leopard named Leopardon. Or it was like a giant robot friend. Spidey did? Yes, this Spider-Man. And in uh, Spider-Verse that Dan Slott just did, they were in Spider-Verse. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like Dan Slott, they did every almost all of these that they're all in Spider-Verse, dude. It's weird. So Spider-Verse this, is a so for no one, people that don't know is a comic for comic that's currently out or a comic um storyline. Yeah, it was yeah. a huge Spider-Man event where uh this guy was going through multiple universes cl- killing the Spider-Man of these universes in the comics, right? And and I mean every universe. Like he went through this comic strip, the TV show, the movie, it was great. Great show. This Spider-Man with Leopardon was in Spider-Verse. And That's I didn't crazy. know at the time. And then I read this. I was like, oh, fuck. He was That's in where he's from. You were probably reading it like, what the hell is he Yeah, I was about? not familiar with yeah. this Spider-Man property. Huh. Uh, so, and then moving on, a little bit of appearance. This is not a big entry. It's just a side entry. 1979, there was a Spider-Woman cartoon. Short-lived, very obscure. Uh, it had Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. And Spidey made two, two appearances. Okay. So, so it's a little blip. Yeah, so that's like when he gets back on TV now. And that was like cartoon? Okay, yeah. It was an animated Spider-Woman cartoon. Did not last. Okay. Now, here's where it starts to get into my childhood a little bit more. Uh Uh-oh. Now, we will go to the 80s. I had to just play the little laser melody part because the minute I heard that, I was like, oh, shit. I used to watch this fucking show a lot. I think I do have like old VHS of the show. Too, yeah. Because I re- kind of recognize that tone of, uh, or that, that tune. Well, and here's the thing is that what happened was it's similar to the next show, which you can't really talk about Sp- this Spider-Man series, 1981 TV series. Without talking about the slightly more popular uh, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, is that and that's the same continuity? Or was it <laughs> well, the same sort I'll of thing? get to that. Okay, okay, they were both technically they were on at the same time, oh, and okay. they were the same continuity in um, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. They would reference things from the other show. Okay, all right, it was a little weird. I they, just have to say though about that tune real quick. Yeah, that tune. This is what it just reminds me of. Sort of similar to the the score in the Terminator. With that, like, oh yeah, like, all that, and that was the eighties too, dude. These uh, these theme songs get really wacky yeah. as we go on through the decades. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love how you could see through the decades yeah. how it's reflecting the Stuff decade that was going on in and changing. Yeah. And I have no, I have no idea yeah. what you're playing, right? No, I the jock does not know I was going to do anything. Yeah. Uh, so this show had a lot of guest stars. 
Uh, it had 26 episodes. It had Captain America was in it. Submariner was in it. This is an animated series. Obviously. Animated. Yeah. Uh, Black Cat, Kazar, a lot of... And finally... All, the, all the, the big guns. Finally, a lot of fan-favorite villains. They were yeah. able to put the Chameleon, Doctor Doom, Doc Ock, the Kingpin, you name it. Uh, they were all notable. Green Goblin. And what made this unique, I remember this while watching it, is it had an overall story arc as well. So most of the... Ar- cartoons at the time were just one episode single episode that was it no other now there is there is another exception that was really big in my childhood and it might have to be another show and once i say it some geeks might know there was a show called robotech no idea what you're talking about okay robotech was the first like true soap opera show where a character would die would get killed and it would stay dead oh weird it wasn't like gi joe gets shot out of the sky and you see the parachute inside this fucking show was deep so and then, I think that was about the same time. But this show was the first time I think I remember like an overall a continuing storyline in a cartoon, and you and you loved it. You know, you mm-hmm. were, it made you excited. Again, John Romita Senior uh, helped the design, so it kept it really faithful to that era of Spider-Man that the, you know you grew up with in the '70s, in the '80s. Then um, this is where a lot of uh, uh, you can notice the censorship starting to make its way in. For example. He was not allowed to make a fist and punch someone. So how would he fight in this show? A lot of creative uh, swinging kick? and kicking probably and throwing and elbowing. Uh, it would be interesting to go back and kind of watch, watch it, now. Yeah. Notice that stuff. But they they just had to be creative. And and hopefully it passed, you know, the whatever the thing was. The, at the censorship. Time. Uh, so as I mentioned, Peter had a 60s crew cut and a tight-knit suit in the oh, 60s. Yeah. Now in the 80s... He had a little bit more of a modern hairstyle. It was a little looser. Yeah. But now, you know, think about it. You've been through Vietnam. You've been through the 60s. You've been through the hippies. You've been through uh, the 70s and punk rock. And now you're in the 80s. Uh, So they kind of loosened him up and they made him look a little more uh, updated. And actually, that hairstyle. How long was his hair? Well, it was like, uh, let's see. I think I don't have a picture here. You don't have a picture. But because like 80s, you think of 80s hair bands. It was kind of, well, it wasn't long. It was kind of like the big. Poufant, you yeah, know, yeah, 80s. No, that's how it, I'm kind of like the it. pictures of the members only ads we were looking at because you have that goddamn jacket you think it's so cool <laughs> and it's not because only douchebags owned it in the 80s and maybe douchebag owns it now. Yes, douchebag owned it now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, but it's, so it's, it was, it's more of the hairstyle that I'm kind of more familiar with. Yeah, so what, okay. yes, because that hairstyle stuck around for a long time. Yeah. They, ch- they shook off the 60s, you mm-hmm. know, vibe. Uh, and I also remember that his uh, mask was like connected as a hood. He had it under his shirt instead of you know how we're used to like he has to put pull his gloves yeah. and and uh, I remember you would see it it'd be there and he would just pull it over kind of like a Batman or a Daredevil oh, nice. or something. So. That's and that's kind of how. Oh no, well they still kind of use it as a mask nowadays, but I guess that's different. Yeah, it's never been uh, just it's never uh, been just a hood. Yeah, just connected. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that somewhere, but I don't know where. It would be. More logical to just have it be a hood. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Would it? He would always tuck his gloves and his mask like in his waist right. and the boots. Yeah. And I'm like, that can't be comfortable. No. No. <laughs> just connect it. It was a great show. It was overshadowed by this next show. This show is not on DVD in the US. Okay. But it is in the UK. Northumberland. I'm looking at you, Northumberland. My <laughs> birthday is April 5th. Uh, it was on Netflix streaming, and now it's not. Oh, that sucks. So, what am I paying nine bucks for? Not for this Spider-Man. Oh, no. But you are paying for this next Spider-Man.
his amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar. Oh, yeah. This show, Anthony, was the show that had the most impact on me growing up. Before you even nerd out here. Um, I think actually I was wrong. This is the one I have old VHSs of because I remember remember seeing Iceman and Firestar on covers. Everybody, this show was huge. This this show overshadowed the other show. And I don't know why they were both on at the same time. You mean they would play them both? They, yeah, no, they both started like around the same time. Weird, right? There, this was this was definitely my Saturday morning with a bowl of cereal. Like every Saturday morning, it was a huge part of my childhood. Uh, this show ran from 1981 to 1983. Spider-Man and his amazing friends for a total of 24 episodes. And as you heard, the narrator, Stanley. Spider-Man. Uh, well, and it was narrated by Stanley. Yeah. I don't know if that was Stanley. Did that sound like him in that yeah. intro? Oh yeah. So as you heard Stan the Man Lee, Spider-Man is joined by Iceman and Firestar. I don't know who Firestar is. Firestar. Dude, she, here's the thing. She's like a Harley Quinn. This is, she was created for this show. Oh, really? Because they wanted to use the human torch, but couldn't. Why? They, because they had, uh, I thought I put a note in here somewhere. They, it was uh, some kind of uh, rights issue. So they invented Angelica Jones as Firestar. There's also Bobby Drake as Iceman. Now, yeah. Firestar was, we read that, la- you read the last episode of Secret Wars. She's in there. She's an Avenger. She's been around for a while. She is? She is now part of the Marvel canon, yes. No fucking way. Created no for idea. this show. That's weird. So this show deals with Peter as college student going to Empire State University. Uh, that first 60s show, it didn't really deal... It did deal with him. He was also a photographer. He was in college. So you'll notice a trend as to what what part of Peter's life these shows start themselves in. As we go on, you will notice a trend. Okay. Uh, so they all live together. And this is the show that had Aunt May and uh, this dog, Miss Lion. <laughs> I, I remember Miss Lion. What? It was uh, Firestar's dog, but then like Aunt May would take care of it. Uh, this It was like a little pooch poodle, and it was in a lot of episodes. In fact, it saved them one episode. Oh, my gosh. It was able, there was an episode where they were fighting like this imposter villain, Yeah. and the dog was able to sniff and figure, oh, out, figure out who was hell. real. Who, who was real, yeah, yeah. But like Miss Lion, and she had a little bow in her hair, but like you would always see Miss Lion in everywhere. I don't know why. I remember <laughs> Miss Lion. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty funny. This show had uh, it had a lot of team ups with a lot of characters from the Marvel universe. I remember, I remember the Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Sunfire, uh, some of the X Men from the seventies. And uh, this show really was the first show where you realize that there is a larger Marvel universe of superheroes out there. Do you look at back at this show like with this nostalgia? It's like this oh, is yeah. the one. Yeah, it's really. It's. I mean, it's not the greatest. Yeah. It's not okay. I'll tell you what the best show is on the list when we're done. This yeah. is not the best show on the list. Okay, but it is the show that means the most to me. I would say for me, the yeah. show that me, like that I would look back on in terms of comics would be like the '90s X Men. So okay, I guess this yeah. would be equivalent for this you. This is my '90s X Men. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. that show is huge. A lot of people are going to say. You know, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. That's another really good one. But for the, for me, and this show, it was just, it was so good. It was like, you it geeked captured out. captured everything. Yeah. yeah. So going back to Firestar, okay. she was one of the main characters. She was, like I said, she was created specifically for this series when the Human Torch was unavailable due to licensing issues. There we go. That's why. So they wanted Spider-Man to have like a fire and ice based 
team. I don't know why. Okay. So they made Angelica Jones, Firestar. Uh, she made her debut in Marvel's mainstream comic book universe in Uncanny X-Men number 193 in 1985. Okay. She has been a legit, uh, I don't know if she's a mutant, she's an Avenger. Uh, she's been a member of the Hellions, a group of teenage mutants who function as rivals to the new mutants. And then she was also a founding member of the New Warriors. Okay. And she served as a distinguished member of the Avengers. Okay. And she's currently a member of the X-Men. So she is a mutant. I, I don't know if she... Yeah. And I think they might be shifting her away from that now also. Oh, no. Presently. Of, yeah, yeah. With the mutant inhuman shit. So this, you know, it was for kids, but it was it was really goofy. Uh, they had some goofy villains. Like there was a villain named Video Man. And he was... I guess I forget what happens. They were in an arcade. It was so eighties. It was oh, like when Jesus there were arcades Christ. everywhere. Yeah. And I think there was like a a short or lightning hit the arcade, and uh, this giant creature. It was made of these flat white bits, grew out of the arcade, and it would just suck up energy. It was like a big energy monster, and I remember it like stomping through the city and grabbing power lines, and it would suck up all the energy. It, it was fun. Yeah, Video Man actually, and he actually he was a villain. He appeared three times. He was a villain the first two times, and he was actually a sympathetic hero the third time. Like, oh, really? The, yeah, he was like misunderstood, and he actually saved the day. And he I was think like, yeah, it causes destruction. Solomon Grundy. At the end. Yeah. yeah, like I don't think he survived. Oh, weird. Um, so there was a great Sandman scene. If you notice in this podcast, I keep saying weird, weird. <laughs> this is weird. It's very weird. <laughs> There's another great villain called Swarm, and I remember this distinctly. It was it was like a big bee guy, and he would have mind control powers. But then when the crowd would be mind controlled, they had they would grow bug eyes and like claws and like antlers, and they would just be like, Swarm, Swarm is my master. Swarm, I work for Swarm. And they would just like be like zombies and attack you. It kind of freaked me out when I was a kid. <laughs> Little Imran just cowled, cowled on the couch or cowering yeah. on the couch. It was like he just he created like a religious cult to attack Spider Man. It was crazy. Uh, it's not on DVD, also. Again, it's in the UK. Weird. I don't know why. I don't know if why I, does that happen? I have to. I don't know if I. I'd like it as much now. You might ruin it for I, you. Yeah, I think Maybe I like the memory of it. I is do better. enjoy my memories of it better. That's how it is for me when I watch like old Godzilla films. I'm like, yeah. ah, fuck, these aren't that good. Yeah, they were good at the time, though. They were good for my mindset at the time. I yeah. don't know if this. I don't know. I don't know how this is. Well, but, that's uh, the whole yeah. thing with like the Simon Pegg comments. Like yeah. we forget you know, where our mind was when we revered these things. Yeah. And, but I know most of this is shit looking back. Like, you cannot watch an episode of MacGyver and laugh your ass off because <laughs> you can't take that show seriously. And I thought that show was awesome. When he, like, figures out things was just like a paper Holy clip. shit, it's nah. so bad. That was a horrible show. Anyways, <laughs> we're moving on. You know what? The next time we would see Spider-Man would be uh, 10 years later. Wow, what a delay. 10 years later. That's going to be stuck in your head for a little bit. So this is actually when I'm starting to be coherent yes. in my life. This should hit a, 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 a soft, soft spot with you. Yeah, I was if about you like the X-Men movies, yeah. this was X-Men going show. The what X-Men mean? show. Yeah. This show, Spider-Man, from 1994 to 1998, was on Fox. 65 episodes going on at the same time. So I think this is when I was starting to watch these shows. Yes. Yeah. 
Then and you can kind of tell the music, yeah. which that was done by uh, Joe Perry of Aerosmith, by the way. Mm-hmm. And that repetitive Spider Man, Spider Man, yeah. radio. You're gonna be singing that for the rest of the day. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that's gonna be stuck in I'm, your. I'm head. gonna go out tonight and I'm gonna be saying that to someone, and they're gonna be, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> yeah. If that first show doesn't get stuck in your head, this one will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this show did something smart when it that no other show did in the beginning. It hit the ground running. They started the show with him having his powers. Yeah, that's what they should have done with these. I mean, Spider-Man this movies. character is fifty years old. Even they were at the time were like, a fucking baby knows who Spider Man is. We're not telling this shit again. Yeah. Brilliant move. Yeah. This was probably uh this is when Spidey got really big. This show really did have great animation. It was I think it was the longest running Spider Man show. I think I'll get to that. Uh they had lots of classic villains. Again, you're, you got your Kingpin, your Green, green li- Goblin. Yeah. You got your Lizard, Shocker, Doc Ock, Mysterio. But it also had Venom. Yeah, I remember watching this and being like, oh, Venom. Like yeah. that, that that was the villain I liked oh, seeing him fight. Shit. Oh, shit. That was the first time you saw Venom in the co- uh, on the screen. And I think Carnage. Carnage, I think. And Hobgoblin was yeah. introduced towards the end. Like, this was a really great show. Uh, Mary Jane Watson, of course. It had Felicia Hardy as Black Cat and the little love. Love triangle was going on, mm-hmm. uh, and and again bringing in the rest of the Marvel superheroes and the universe. They I think had... this was in continuity with that X Men. Yes, because series. those X Men, the '90s X Men, were on this '90s yeah. Spider Man show. Yeah, and the Fantastic Four. You saw Iron Man, Daredevil, Blade, weird Doctor Strange, Punisher, Captain America, all made little guest spots. Uh, so this is the second longest Marvel show after. X-Men, but it is, this was the longest running series based on Spider-Man, 65 episodes. Hmm. That's what, like two or three seasons? Oh, uh, wait, they're probably three. Uh, no, it was like four years. Four years, yeah. yeah. So five five seasons. Now, yeah. again, this was a time when Marvel was approaching bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. After the oversaturation of the comic books and the multiple clones. Isn't it and basically the Spider-Man, Spider-Man titles? Yeah, I was going to say, isn't what Spider-Man kind of drove him to, drove them to bankruptcy? I mean, Spider-Man titles? I don't know who decided there the should clones. be fucking 25 Spider-Man titles with 17 different people clones that that's. So this is all the time I was out. This is what I stopped reading Spider-Man. Didn't they bring back Gwen and then there was like, oh, she's a clone too. Isn't yeah, that that's kind of where it started. Yeah, and that's where like everyone's starting to get pissed so off. So that was that's where it started. When they did that, I was like, "Oh shit, cool." The Jackal, Gwen Stacy, and then it just fucking went out of control. Yeah, I have the first appearance of the Jackal, by the way. Oh yeah, you do. That's yeah. the is that the Punisher? The Punisher that's the same one. dude. That's a big issue. Yeah, you put that in a lockbox. I got it in a mylar. Uh, but this was a it was a fun show. But uh, honestly, this is that is when I was done with Spider Man. Like it got silly. Did you watch the show then? I did watch the show. Okay. I actually, I think I liked the show better than the books at the time. Really high production quality. Yeah. Really good animation. Really mature and faithful versions of all these characters. You know, you really dug it. Mm-hmm. The voice acting was phenomenal. For the first time, we had, like, you have your Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman on the Batman animated series. Okay. Christopher Daniel Barnes voiced Peter Parker for a long time. And a lot of video games. He was the voice of Peter. Now, did he have like a really like young, excited voice? How did he play it? I don't he, remember. It was just you know, it was kind of uh, it's hard to describe. Yeah, I don't know. It was that perfect balance of what Peter Parker needed, and he went on to voice Peter in tons of video games. Now, is that name ring a bell at all? Christopher Daniel Barr. No. So I'll let you know what he's most known for. I'm going to start with how I remember him. There was a TV show called Starman. In the mid-80s, that was based on the movie Starman 
with Jeff Daniels, I believe. He was on that TV show. And then I remember there was a sitcom in the late 80s called Day by Day. I actually remember watching this. It had a pre-Seinfeld Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> but where, once I say this, you will remember him. He played Greg Brady in the Brady Bunch. Movies. Holy fuck. It all comes around, huh? Yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> shit. That's fucking Christopher Daniel Barnes. So that voice in the show, that's how he pretty much played Peter. Think about that. Ah, yeah, yeah. And you can see how I it would work. I can see that, yeah, how, he could work, how that would work. Because Peter is a little bit more, like, cheerful and, yeah. like, excited yeah, yeah. and happy. Like he's Grant, happy to be a hero. Like a Grant Gustin. Yeah. This show is really when they started uh, tapping into celebrity voices a lot. Okay. Ed Asner makes his first appearance as Jameson. There will be more. Uh, but this is the first time Ed Asner from, uh, uh, what the fuck is that show? Mary, Mary Tyler Moore and the newspaper, old 70s show. He's an old-time actor, TV yeah, actor. Sounds old. He's been in a lot of shit. Nell Carter? No idea who that Give is. Give me a break? No idea. You never fucking watched Give Me a Break in the 80s? Nope. Everyone's yelling at their iPod now going, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Give me a break was Give me a break was a show in the eighties about a white family who their mom had died and Nell Carter, big fat black woman, was the nanny and moved in and they would sing and there'd be all this hilarity. Give me a break, you don't remember? Oh no, I don't. Oh I know. God. Give me a break of that Kit Kat bar. No, that's not it. No. Hank Azaria was on the show. No idea. From the Simpsons, he plays like half of the Simpsons voices. All oh, right. Hank Azaria. Hmm. Uh, cool. Google a motherfucker one of these days, won't you? <laughs> He played Eddie Brock, Martin Landau as Scorpion. Now, that's a big name. I know Martin Landau. Oh, fuck off. Now you know a name? I think so. All right. <laughs> but we had some famous crossovers with the other great show of the time, Batman the Animated Series. Mark Hamill, okay. who played the Joker, played a voice the Hobgoblin. Oh, okay. No, and uh, a fellow by the name of uh, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., who is kind of, he's done a lot of voice work. He did Alfred on that show. On uh, Batman. On Batman. And, and he, he voiced Doc Ock. Okay. Otto Octavius on this show. Okay. Uh, this show has, again, not on DVD, but you can stream a lot of it at Marvel.com, Amazon Prime, and Hulu Plus. Really fun show. It was, and it lasted a long time. We got a lot of toys out of it. You know? We did, yeah. All right. So, uh -oh. moving on, we get to the late 90s. That's like that's like early EDM motherfucker. It is kind of like that early one sounds EDM. like the Terminator. It does a little bit too, yeah. And then they throw in like a dance EDM beat. It's like that's great. So this that theme song, dear listener, was from a really obscure little known show called Spider Man Unlimited. It ran from 1999-2001. 13 episodes on Fox. I gotta be honest, I never watched this show. This is a fucking weird, strange it's bad. show. I look. I mean, that picture you have up there is first of is all terrible. okay. It looks like. Spidey 299 and like the iron suit. Okay. This show, I don't know. This show is weird. I don't know what they were thinking. It's loosely based off that last show, the 94 series. Okay. Uh, it starts off by introducing Spider-Man and the audience to the danger of counter earth, which is a duplicate version of earth located just, Oh, on the other side of the sun. Oh, no, no kidding. I have no clue why. They wanted to do a low-budget adaptation. You know that makes no sense, though, because no. Earth rotates around Well, it sun. would just rotate the, uh, the, uh, opposite. the opposite. Way. Okay. However, you'd never see it. Okay, it would be always be on the other side. So, like, technically... It could be a counter-Earth. There you go. There could be one there right now. There could be. Well, you don't fucking know. It's uh -huh. always hidden behind the sun. 
I guess that's kind of clever, but why? Yeah. What does this have to do with Spider-Man? So they wanted to do like a low-budget recreation of the first 26 issues of Spider-Man. But at this point, Sony and Marvel were already getting their shit ready. Because, you know, this was uh, 1999 oh, yeah. to 2001, right? Yep. So on the side, Sony and Marvel were trying to make a deal. So they were, this production company couldn't use anything from the traditional Spider-Man canon. Oh, wow. Or the early comic books. So they couldn't use they the were like, or anything. Fuck, what do we do? What do they decide to do? I'm just gonna read this because it makes no sense. Okay. The series begins with Spider-Man attempting to stop Venom and Carnage from escaping in a rocket piloted by John Jameson. Jonah's nephew is an astronaut. Okay. Failing to stop them, Venom and Carnage took the ship to counter Earth with the high evolutionary whose bestials, hybrids of animal and humanoid attributes, are the dominant species, whilst humans are the second class minority. So, like, Peter Parker, who is a photographer, gets himself into the space program and with the help of this nanotech costume that looks like a cross between Spider-Man's new Iron Man outfit and the 299 costume, like, takes off and goes to Counter-Earth where there are versions of the Green Goblin and the Vulture who are heroes. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> the problem with, not only the problem with the deal with Sony and Marvel, mm -hmm. the problem with there was... Another little show on at the time called Pokemon. You know, it's funny that you bring that up. Yeah. Because this is when I got into Pokemon. Really? Yeah, around this time. And uh, I had the games Late and all that. Late 90s, yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s. It was huge for me. What was it about Pokemon that attracted you to I think it? Is it, it just because all the other fucking kids were doing it? It was literally because all the kids were doing it. And uh, yeah, you could play it on Game Boy and you had to like catch them all. And it was just... But I remember like getting up early and like recording Pokemon. The cartoon. The cartoon. Spider-Man was not on my radar at this yeah. time. That and but even if it had been, this show is a piece of shit. <laughs> I, uh, but of course, it's on Netflix. That we can watch, so we can watch and the piece can of crap on Netflix. And you can stream this shitty show. Yeah. I don't know. That's I'm just. Weird. I didn't want to spend too much time. Anyways. Okay. Next one. We're heading into the 2000s. <laughs> You know it's the O thousands when there's fucking EDM dance. That's music straight the, EDM. That's called oh, it's in the future now. That's like tech or techno or house. If music. you didn't know it was the future, now you know. Plus, I mean, once I didn't I know there was a show on it. Okay, once I described the show, the music yeah. kind of makes sense, and you can go watch the video yeah. and you see the uh, things. This show is called Spider Man, the new animated series, two thousand three, ran for thirteen episodes on MTV. Now I didn't know that they had a show on MTV. We had just it. been treated to Sam Rainey, Tobey Maguire, fucking Spider Man. Okay. They wanted to this kind of be a loose continuation of those versions of characters. Okay. Of 2002 Spider-Man. So, but what was unique about the show is the style. It was all CGI and cell shaded, meaning it had uh it's a very flat kind of coloring. Okay. But it's very uh, it's hard to it's very video game looking and it's CGI quality. Have you played any of those Spider-Man video games? Yeah. Like, so it was a lot like that. Not as that uh, rendered, mm -hmm. but that kind of idea. But it, it it's easy to animate these characters because it's literally just polygon kind of shapes. Mm -hmm. uh, it was actually executive produced by Brian Michael Bendis. That's a name we know from comics. Yeah, because he this is when he starts to kind of get involved. You know, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man comic books are there. All right. they are, there's influence that they're kind of pulling from that. Now, this had another great crazy voice cast. Neil Patrick Harris as fucking Peter Parker. Dewey Hauser? Yep. Nice. Fucking Barney. 
uh, Lisa Loeb of the 90s. Uh, you know Lisa Loeb? The no. song Stay from uh, fucking that movie with Ben Stiller and Winona Ryder. Uh, shit, I can't remember the sing name. Sing it for me. No, I'm not going to sing okay, it. Okay, never mind. You say. Uh, that's, the, that's the song. Uh, and Ian Ziering as Harry Osborn. Ian Ziering of Sharknado fame. Uh, oh. Okay. And 90210, Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. Ian Ziering hasn't done much besides Beverly Hills 90210, Spider Man, and Sharknado. Okay. So he should be happy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Ian. Uh, there's other. Uh, other interesting guest voice, it's Rob Zombie playing Dr. Kurt Connors. What the hell? Kathy Griffin. Okay, yeah. And Jeremy Piven. There was like these twins that were like, uh, they were twin villains. It makes sense though that it being on MTV, like these are names right? that Think were about the around names. MTV yeah. at this time. Michael Dorn, who was uh, Worf on Star Trek Next Generation yeah. as Craven, which is kind of awesome. I love Michael Dorn, dude. He's got a great voice. Uh, Eve. <laughs> E-V-E. Yeah, Eve. Gina Gershon. Michael Clark Duncan voiced Kingpin. On this show, and I think this is before Daredevil. Do you think that it probably inspired them to be like, oh, maybe Michael Clark Duncan could be Daredevil in that Ben Affleck movie? I don't know. I, don't know. I thought that was an interesting coincidence. Yeah. Also, Virginia Madsen, James Marsters, another superhero alum. Okay. Uh, Harold Perrineau Jr., who was on Lost and he was on Constantine. Uh, Ed, right. Ed Asner again. I've heard that name before. John C. McGinley and Cree Sumner. Oh, Cree's done a lot of voiceovers, and she does another one later. Okay. But Cree Sumner's everywhere. Anyways, for, so for some reason, the show was all kind of fucked up. They, I remember this. Like, I watched this on MTV. They showed it all out of order. I don't Because it was fucking MTV, and they were high all the time. I don't know. <laughs> they were too busy with TRL this yeah. year. And, you know, I mentioned the video game, and a lot of it looked like cutscenes from video games like a lot of the dialogue uh, but the action in those in these shows is superb it's like probably the finest fluid motion cgi of spidey at least like I it had that. like to date like that's what made it special it was this awesome cgi spidey and he was so limber and they were all like really skinny and gangly um this is on DVD, and the nerd does own it, ladies and gentlemen. So well, do you don't need to buy that episodes. one. You can buy it for yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of it was a fun show. I kind of liked it because they were trying to uh, do versions of, you know, the Kristen Dunst, James Franco, Tobey Maguire. Trying to, trying to throw that in there. Yeah. Make it in continuity. Did it follow that continuity a little L- bit? A little bit, yeah. Was it like that movie was the spinoff to this? Yeah. It kind of picked up after that movie. Okay. Right? Well, I don't know. I'm asking uh, you. No, it did. Okay, good. <laughs> so the next time we see Spidey, it is in 2008. <laughs> That is the theme song for the spectacular Spider-Man TV series. It ran from uh, 08 to 09 on uh, CW Kids WB and Disney XD. Two seasons, 26 episodes. What do you think about that song? It's kind of fun. It's like um, it, there was a lot of bands like this in the yeah. this time. The, it was actually done by this band called The Tenderbox, an indie rock band. It was like indie rock from uh, Los Angeles. It reminds me of like Dashboard Confessional. Yeah. yeah. That kind of band. But the, and, and this show... Is brought him back to high school. Apparently, this show. So this is one of the shows I never watched it. This is. I will get to that. But I would. Say, what have you heard? I heard that this show. Every a lot of fans really liked, and they were really pissed off when CW or 
a Disney XD cancel this. I, I'll spill the beans now. Yeah. This is the best show on the list. Not only that, okay. this is the best adaptation of Spider-Man on any screen ever, ever movies and TV. Oh, wow. shit. Yeah, I've I've read that. Or I've Absolutely. Heard, I've seen a lot of like fanboys are like, this is the one. This was the show. And I will tell you why. Once I get through this, you will see why. Okay. It it was it was really gay. It was it dealt with high school Peter Parker. Did you just say it was really gay? It was glate. No, I said it was really great. <laughs> great. It was gay, meaning fun and happy yeah. and enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> so the two seasons were set during one semester of uh, Peter in high school. Okay. And they wanted this whole theme of like the education of Peter Parker. So the story arcs they had were like study courses. Like the story arcs were called Biology 101, Economics 101, Chemistry 101. Like, and this, there was a bunch of them that ran over the two seasons to kind of keep in the theme of this education. Uh, The art style was also really cool. It was a very stylized, simplified, animated way. In fact, their noses were kind of weird, I remember. Because uh, it looks like they, it was like did they you, were missing a nostril. Did you watch this live at the time? I I think I caught it at the end okay. before I knew it was on. Okay. And I managed to catch how many episodes? There was twenty six. I think I managed to catch a lot of them. I did not see all of them. Okay. But uh, it they the I love the animation. It was very stylistic. Like it just made him really fluid and smooth, and it was traditional two cell like cell animation okay. with a little bit of CGI thrown in, but not you couldn't tell really, you know. Right, right. They what they did though with the overall story arc was brilliant. They took all of Spidey's eras, all of his classic characters and villains, and all of the new ones, and they kind of like condensed and squished everything, moved things around. They took out like duplicate things. They took out uh, false starts, you know, of the storyline, and they made it a really a more cohesive storyline. When when I started watching these clips and thinking about this, what they did was they wrote this like a live action TV show hmm. with full story arc character development. They like you meet of, Eddie Brock in the first episode. They give a lot of, they could treat their viewer like an adult. Basically. He becomes Venom in the finale of the first season. Wow. You meet uh, Peter, Mary Jane and Harry Osborne before they are who we think they are. You see them become these people. That's cool. It was really that well done. clever. That's very clever. It just made it, it, it made it, it was great. It was because you can combine the old, because there's like, you want the Venom, but you also want the classic Green Goblin, you know? Right. How do you, and the, and this is like the smartest way to do it. Uh, every major and minor character in this show is loosely based on a character who appeared in the comics, Ultimate Spider-Man series, or in the films. So they were really sticking to, you know, this, this uh, tying it together. Hmm. That's, I mean, that, that does sound very smart. Even the villains you meet, it's like Gotham. It sounds very well. well don't say it. It's like I Gotham. mean, not in a, in a good way. Now you're making me think this show. Well, me. it's like Gotham because you would meet like the Vulture and Doc Ock uh, before they became these, when they're a little bit younger, before they become villains. The way you're describing it, it seems very well thought out. Yeah. Yeah. They plotted everything out really awesome. So this was the best one? Uh, I think so. That's what I've heard, too. Ed Asner again was in it. Ed Asner, man. He's all, all over the Is thing. he still alive? I don't know. Who knows? But it was critically acclaimed, like, and yeah. I, I'll say it before, because it was so relatable and a ton of heart. It what well, it is? It's the best adaptation of Spider-Man on the screen anywhere. Hmm. You know, I think Spider-Man Two, the Sam Raimi, is a close second. 
Spider-Man 2, for me, is the best Spider-Man film. It's probably the, one of the best superhero movies all around. That's yeah, true. In terms of pacing and plotting and character and story. And it just looking like a comic yeah. book. However, if they filmed this show, oh, it's it would be, be good. unbelievable. Yeah. Like, they wrote it like a live-action show. Like, it occurred to me. I and mean, it was great. This show is on Blu-ray. It came out just a couple years ago. Is this show like the Daredevil of I forgot to get TV? It. Of uh, animated, like animated, like how you know how Daredevil was like the, the best so far. It's been the best uh, live action show. Was this like the best? Uh, all the Spider Mans. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I guess it's not, not uh, a fair comparison, but it's they, the best for I, you, right? I think it's the best. It's the best adaptation. It's the best way to treat this character with respect and include his whole uh, history and. Really make us feel for it. Like I really wish they had given him some more episodes, but like all these things, they just. They, I think they I read around. though, because I'm I know where you're going with the next show. Yes, unfortunately, this was not. This is like it leaves a great taste in your mouth. Yeah, I okay, know where you're go going ahead. though, because this one, I think the criticism of it or the TV didn't like was that it was, and I don't I didn't watch it, but it wasn't directly aimed at kids. I like, can see them saying adults. it doesn't sell any fucking toys. Right. The adults is, would like it, but kids were like, eh, I can't pay attention to this. It's My attention span is like shitty. I can't follow an arc over in a season. It's too bad because yeah. it was really, really well. Best adaptation off the page of Spider-Man. And if that was the last show Spider-Man had, I would have died a happy man. Unfortunately, we are left with it's not. Uh, the actual Gotham version of all the Spider-Man, this show. And it's really, I, I'm going to play this. It doesn't mean anything. Well. Okay, can I just say, I don't know what is happening with the state of cartoons and kids these days. They have eliminated the joy of a theme song have, from everything. They have. That shit just starts now. Yeah, I know. Look, how much fun do we have fucking dancing, singing along with these songs? I, I will make it known right now I was not dancing and singing to but any of these But did you just hear what I played? That's, there's no, it's just a. So that's let, it. Let me talk. Uh, this is a show. That, let me introduce the show. Yeah, go ahead. Fucking Ultimate Spider-Man uh, started in 2012, ongoing, three seasons so far, 78 episodes, Disney XD, go Anthony. So this is the show. I have seen a few episodes of this because... This is when I started getting back into, like, not back in, but started reading comics and actually watching cartoons again. And We were kind of watching this together. Enjoying stuff. Um, this was, I started watching Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which was great on Disney XD. Then they kind of wanted, they were transitioning this to, like, Avengers Assemble and Ultimate Spider-Man. So I watched a few episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man. So I actually have an opinion on the show, and I thought it sucked. I have a love-hate <laughs> relationship I stopped, with I think, after show. six or seven episodes because I was like, this show is too goddamn kitty and too zany it's like for me this show is like spider-man meets deadpool because he always like talks to the camera it's yeah and then like the 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 show will like stop and he'll like it'll be like blooper and like gag reel and like like a chicken would come out or something like it'd just be like what the fuck is going on it is so kitty it's wacky it's so wacky so let me uh just set this up a little because unfortunately this is the show is on it's yeah. on right now, and they're still making it. Season three just ended, uh, which is called Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors, and season four is going to be called Ultimate Spider-Man: The Sinister Six. Now, all kind of versus ex- the Sinister Six. Versus the Sinister yeah. Six. Sorry, yeah. it's kind of exciting, but basically, uh, this show is also it's written by Brian Michael Bendis, 
uh, and Paul Dini is on the show, mm. who created or wrote and produced Batman the Animated Series, amongst other things, like Tiny Toons and a bunch of shit. Paul Dini is huge. I see Bendis' influence, though, because in the comics, it's very talky and very, like, jokey. Yeah. And this is how this yeah. kind of is, too. And this is also, we are now in the Spider-Verse, we are introduced to Man of Action, writing team, which is actually four people. Yeah. Uh, and their names are Steven T. Siegel, Joe Kelly, Joe Casey, and Duncan, Duncan Rouleau. A lot of the nerds in, the, in this community. You really guys know Man of Action. They don't like Man of Action. No. And I didn't know. I thought it was two people. I didn't know it was four fucking yeah. people. Some people actually think it's one person. I had no idea. Like a guy that calls himself Man of Action. I had no idea until you named <clears throat> that they were four Man people. of Action, uh, they created Ben 10. Who? Ben 10. It's another animated oh, show. So anyways, this show, is. again, this show, Peter, is in high school. Yep. And he has been Spidey for a year in the beginning, remember? Mm -hmm. And uh, Fury from S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, finds him, and he's like, hey, buddy, we got these powers. How about you try to be the ultimate Spider-Man? We can help you. We can make you better. You know, he kind of makes him some tech. But he also saddles uh, Peter with a team, uh, a team consisting of Nova, White Tiger, Iron Fist, and Power Man. So they all like live in Amy's house and they're all like teenagers. They're all teenagers. They're all like Avengers in training. They go to high school together during the show. The show it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's show it's so wacky. The, he joins the Avengers, he quits Coulson the Avengers. Is, Coulson's like the principal. Coulson is in it. So how do you even describe it? It's like the thing where they're like the they're in a, the study hall, but really the tables flip and they go in the tubes and they're out in their secret jets. This show, what you said is exactly right. It's aimed for kids. Yeah. It's almost trigger fire family guy style humor. There's a lot of breaking the fourth wall yeah, and asides. Yeah, that's how you describe There's a that. lot of toys. Like he has a motorcycle that shoots webs and then he rides on the webs. Oh yeah, he does. Why the fuck wouldn't you just swing where you're going? Why do you have a motorcycle? Yeah, it's bad. It's just to sell toys. But it has helicarriers. It does. Uh, it has a lot of uh, guest appearances. Hawkeye, Black Widow. Again, we see Cloak and Dagger. Really cool. That does have a tie into like Avengers Assemble. This, it's the same it, continuity. It kind of ties into the MCU and Avengers Assemble and those whatever they're trying to mix there. It's like a Marvel uh, animated universe. Yes. Yeah. They were trying to grow this to the point where they have Agent Venom. Who is now? It's Flash Thompson. Mm -hmm. Flash Thompson had gotten his legs blown off somewhere, yeah, yeah. and Venom attached to him, and now he's a good guy because he can kind of control Venom. That's how it is now in the comics. Yeah, too. and he actually he's out in space. He works with Guardians of the Galaxy. They were also on. That was actually a really fun episode. Fucking Rocket and Groot and, and Peter and the team. Like, I, th this is the thing with this. Uh, they even did Spider Verse on this dude. They had so this is what I had to love about this. This is why I have a love hate relationship. It's wacky. They did Spider-Verse. They showed me not only Miles Morales, they showed me Peter Parker Spider-Ham. Oh, Jesus Christ. Peter Porker. Peter Porker. Yeah. Peter Porker Spider-Ham. And like their Spider-Verse was a little different, but it was really fun. Like they went to the 60s universe and the show and everything was flat. And they're like, why are all the buildings five stories wide? <laughs> and uh, Or maybe that was in the comic book. And they It went back and forth. They did similar things. Yeah. But I kind of like. So you like go back and look. Forth, I huh? can't, I still have it on my DVR, yeah. and I'll watch it if I have a moment. And I don't really pay attention to the whole thing, but it's fun. They have Hydras in there. So season four now, like the whole thing with how there was going to be a Sinister Six movie, and then a Sony Marvel thing happened, and it all got shifted. I think that's kind of like it's led to this, maybe. Maybe we put it on animated screen. So the next season is called Spider Man Ultimate Spider Man versus the Sinister Six. And uh, the show will see Spider Man fighting evil with the help of S.H.I.E.L.D. and his own team consisting of Agent Venom, Iron Spider, Miles Morales, and the newly introduced Scarlet Spider. 
It features a collection of villains known as the Sinister Six, uh, the team that joins forces with Doc Ock and Hydra, and several new baddies in Spidey's Rogue Gallery. So, hmm. Shy McBride is Fury. Yeah, I, I, I know. I remember. Right? I know. Shy McBride's great as Fury. I know that name. So, J.K. Simmons, who was Jonah in the movie, yeah. J. Jonah, he voices James. I noticed show. that too. Donald, it, it, Donald Glover, too. They Donald had his Glover. miles. I, I noticed when I first watched that they would always have him, uh, uh, Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons talking, and it would be like a big screen in Times Square, and he'd always like crash into the screen and like break or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's like every yeah. every episode of that show. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's it's clearly, it's aimed at younger viewers, but what it, it really It's aimed it, at younger viewers, but then they like those tangents or yeah. like when they're talking like family guy style. Yeah. Some of them I remember are like, this is kind are of adult. A little adult. Yeah, yeah. a little what, adult. You know what too. they've done is uh, they've just provided like a little entry point for the next generation of people mm-hmm. to like for like kids growing up, like now this is their Spider Man. For me, it's like when I watched it, it was like you like had to have ADD to watch this because yeah. it was just it was so fast moving and so many like they were throwing in so much. Again, isn't it interesting how all these shows how they reflect the decade, the, the culture at this, this time. This is the this is the era of of uh, of Ritalin kids and ADD and super stimulus to where well, kids to have a shorter attention span. Well, I mean, look at what we're at right now. We're Twitter, Instagram, Clamor, Clamor. Snapchat, all things where it's like reducing re- reduced, it. How yeah. co- how yeah. how compact can I shove something in your reduced face? Reduced media, and then put a fucking ad on the back of it for so a this, split this second. This is perfect for this time. We're just gonna be served subliminal fucking messages at a constant stream. Right. We won't even know it. We'll, we'll be doing things we have no idea why we're doing. Uh, what's that show? That, there's a show on BBC Black Mirror. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Uh, this has nothing to do with the show, but you guys, I highly recommend checking out Black Mirror. It's a sci-fi anthology mm-hmm. based off different things and technology today and society and it's all fucked up it's a fucking brilliant show do you speaking of subliminal messages do you remember and i, I think i saw this in at the end of fight club when all the buildings are burning down there's like one i think one frame where it's like someone's nuts well that penis. yeah and that ties in <laughs> remember he said uh Tyler Durden said that that's his day job. Yeah, is he cuts films and he slips in things. Yeah, yeah. and I love that scene where there's like, <laughs> there, it's a cartoon, and all of a sudden the kids start crying and yeah. they don't know why. Yeah. They just saw a fucking quick shot of balls and cock. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, and then they cut that into the film. Like the that film. Fight Club's great. It's so it refers to itself, and that's like the whole book. That's, that's what I say. Whenever way. someone mentions subliminal messages, I just remember seeing a penis really? in Fight Club. Yeah, there's a long history of subliminal messages in, in <laughs> advertising, print advertising. Yeah. I I, I, You've seen those? The I've ice cubes that. with the skulls yeah. selling liquor? Disney movies has a lot of Oh, there are penises in Peni- fucking the Little Mermaid poster. A lot of phallic yeah. things. And there's, a, like, there's one where like this guy, like a boner, just pops out and like, yeah. Oh, I see. I think I've seen that. Yeah. That's a great shot. That's Disney. Well, speaking of boners, <laughs> I think that's a good way to end the whole show. Did you have fun doing this? I had... I can't, I can't hit this enough. Thank you so much. I, I'm surprised it was you who suggested the topic. Like, why didn't I go, look, I'm going to fucking geek out over Spider-Man. But you helped me focus it a little bit. Yeah. And I have enough uh, Spider-Man shit in my head for 17 more shows. We couldn't. I'm glad we did it this way, too, with the TV shows, because I learned a lot. And we didn't. Like, the movies could be its own thing. Yeah. You know? Oh, it has to be. Yeah. Like, you can't even, like I said, right? Yeah. You no. can't get to the movies without for, doing this. Look at this. This is, this is just, I, it has to be said that growing up for the majority through the 60s, 70s, 80s, when you saw the word Marvel, 
you saw Spider-Man right next right. to him. He was possibly the most recognized, iconic character. He still is. He still is around the world. No, That's why Marvel fought so hard to get him back. And they should the they should never have sold him. Like, what were you thinking? Like, Marvel, Spider-Man is synonymous. Right. No, he, I mean, and just going through this is a, such a, like, a reflection of the society. Just listening to the music. Right. You're like... Oh, that's and I'll tell you what, how e- that was. Even me growing up, I was a Spider-Man fan <clears throat> before I could read. Yeah. Before I watched cartoons. <laughs> I was a Spider-Man fan uh before I knew anything else. Like I I don't know how I related to it. Mm-hmm. Like as long as as far back as I can remember. He was just that iconic and everywhere and uh it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's lasted this long on uh he's the small all, screen. He's going to last another 75 years. Hopefully. Or whatever it is. Was it 50? Hopefully. But again, reinterpretation after reinterpretation, the core of the character remains. And that's what we love about Peter. Mm -hmm. That's how we like our Peter. Anyways, friend, thanks for listening. Thanks for going through this journey. Hopefully. You learned something. uh, You learned something. Hopefully I touched that part of you. Yeah, or you thought, yeah. Not physically, because that would be weird. No, Plus, I'm all the way over here. Don't touch anybody, Imran. That um, part of you that remembers. Nostalgia. Watching these shows growing up. I, I, I guarantee one of these will uh, connect with someone. Yeah, and then you'll remember the exact moment when you were watching yes, the show. Yes, every yeah. listener who listens to the show, one of those tunes is going to bring up some awesome memories. Listen, let us know what are your Spider-Man memories. What was your favorite Spider-Man incarnation on the television, on the small screen? Send us a speak pipe. Ooh. You can send us a, a digital audio recording right from your iPad, your computer, your phone. All you got to do is go to speakpipe.com slash jockinnerd. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It's very It's easy. awesome. We will play it on the show. We would love it. Uh, you can also send us an email at showandjockinnerd.com. Not as fun, but fine if you got to. <laughs> you can also, if you're a traditionalist motherfucker, you can call the voice line, 312-248-4376. Uh, that's 312-248-HERO. There's always the tweeters. Which is the Nickelback song. No, why Spider-Man. do you always say that? <laughs> that was the worst part of uh, Spidey's whole history is that he is now associated with Nickel fucking Beck. <laughs> you can tweet us at Jock and Nerdcast. You can also go on Facebook and go to our page at facebook.com. Listen, if you're a Nickelback fan, bring it on. I will fucking go toe-to-toe arguing why they suck. They suck because they're a knockoff Pearl Jam? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Largely. Okay. It's derivative. Yeah. But did you say Facebook? Facebook.com slash Jock and Nerd? I said the Facebook. There's also that Clamor app. Yeah, download Clamor. Find us. There'll be links in the show notes. Uh, if you, you can go to our homepage and check out what a Clamor is. There's a little stream of the best bits of the show and stuff we liked. It's embedded in the front page, and it's 18-second clips. And that's Clamor. If you want more of those from uh, uh, lots of sources, lots of stuff. just download the app. If you're confused, just send us an email. We'll show yeah. you how it works. Yep. Thanks for thanks for joining us again. Thanks for all this time taking the journey with us. It was it was a lot of fun down the uh, into the Jock and Nerd Kingdom. Oh or, my god! As Rugboy puts it, the Empire of Stupidity. The Empire. <laughs> god, we're such Marvel fanboys too. I was thinking about the whole thing. We're gonna like, eventually have to do some sort of DC thing. We gotta balance it out. Yeah. Well, well, because Marvel's been dominating. They really have. Yeah. They really have. And you know what? We'll have to discuss that. Yeah. We'll gotta discuss what we feel about each, and they really have been dominating. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, my name's Imran. And my name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we'll hear you next time. <laughs>